how many degrees do I got, man? Why you uh, I doubt that? you even have a degree at all, uh, CK. You just Listen. talk a lot. Like, now, would y'all Because like, <laughs> I already had this conversation with That's cool and that's cool. Now, would y'all ask me this As far as when information is common, and no, I don't. Joe, as far as when information is common and understood, no, I'm right we there. don't have to provide sources on the fact that uh, space doesn't have oxygen. We don't need sources for that. So the teachers okay. wouldn't require that of me. And if I reference science, they wouldn't come to me and say, well, what sciences did it? They wouldn't do that right there, Joe. Okay, it's so already now. something that's commonly known in academia. Okay. okay, so now, now, now let me um, educate you a little bit more. So when it when when t when um, academics or scholars are in disagreement with something that is considered common, they definitely and all the time deal with sources that they actually vet. They never do what you did, regardless. This isn't one. Don't this isn't that. one of those formal debates. Don't do that. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold up. Hold up. This wait, isn't wait, a formal debate. I'm not finished. It, it, it's it's formal or informal. No scientists do what you just did, regardless, regardless of how common you think the issue is. Which they don't do that. They don't do that. Doesn't doesn't have ground in the conversation that we're having. Yes, it, it absolutely when, when, does when because we, because here, here it is here, here it is because wait, 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 because, no, 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 no. This is the thing. This is the thing. You can't tell me your ex. You can't cite a scientist and say that the scientists. No, you do not study Egypt. You are ignorant Re of Egypt. You do not know mean, the language. You do not know how to That's cool, but Ujabu, that doesn't make you an authority with, with, on it just because I don't. That doesn't make you an authority listen, on it, bro. Listen, listen. And no, you're not the authority listen, to me. Listen. That's not how that works, Ujabu. That's cute. You can listen, do that, you know, in your own personal listen, time, you, but that's you, not how it works in academia whatsoever. And, and it actually absolutely does. Because it actually doesn't, bro. You just listen, made that up. No, listen, well, I am you're your not senior. Academia, listen, wait, wait, wait. You're too wait, flawed. Wait, wait, listen, I'm, listen. I'm too listen, flawed. listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, wait, wait. wait, wait, listen to me for a second. Um, not only am I your senior in age, but I am your senior yeah, in age. Yeah, you definitely must senior age. Uh, the thing is this, Wujabu. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I, I want you to, I want that to sink in for a second. You I understand what you said. You said you're my senior wait, 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 as wait, far wait. as it relates to Egypt. Wait, wait, wait. But I'm not just talking to you. This is not the uh, ex-architect show. I'm talking to you and the audience simultaneously. So this yeah, is no the problem. thing. This is the thing that I am your senior in this on the on the subject of Kemet and Egypt, its language and its culture. I don't believe that you know what you're talking about. Pharaoh could say that he's my, my <laughs> <laughs> Pharaoh, Pharaoh could say that he's my senior in a bunch of different things. I don't believe you, the guy the guy just said something that's, that's against fine. common understanding about that's Egypt, fine. which is that they believed in supernatural concepts. He just said something that's against that's crazy. That's crazy. But hold up, but wait, 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 wait. So now now it works both ways. So so I'm I'm gonna tell you this straight to you, just like this. Everything everything that comes out your mouth is garbage to me. No problem. So but now we feel the same not. way about one another. Okay. So 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 you and I don't ever have to have a conversation. We so don't. You, you jumped on. Ujawa. I didn't jump no. on talking to you. You jumped no. on talking to me. And I, 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 I'm a grown man. I know what I did. I'm okay. saying from this point forward, young man, this point forward, young man, you don't no have problem. to talk to me. Oh, man. The only thing that right? I'm telling you is that it's cool. But I don't mind. Matter. It doesn't matter, right? It right, doesn't. Right, it's cool. right now, right now, you sound like Charlie Brown's mother. Want, 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 want. I, 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 so I nothing, can't, I can't understand your reference now. because you're too old. Right. Me, but I'm, so, I'm happy hey, that you hey, brought hey, that I dust into the. I appreciate the link, man. You know, 
I, uh, I'm plugged back into the matrix and everything. Um, just to oh. let, let people know that I am starting a um, beginner's class group uh, to learn the language. And I'm starting in November. I'm giving people a chance to sign up. So I'm going to do advertisement on Facebook. Where we sign up at, Doug? Uh, in, inbox me on Facebook, and I'll send you a direct link. But, but it's on sableuniversity.com, and you just look for the course. It's called The Beginner's Introduction to Egyptian Hieroglyphics. The course is 12 weeks long. We meet once a week for two hours, and it only costs $100. If you already have the textbook, if you don't, it's 130. That's a. Um, hey, I'm gonna okay. sign X up. Yeah, I'm gonna pay for him to sign X up. X said he don't believe nothing. Nah, I'm, okay. I'm okay, man. I nah, can't. This, could, this community can, is, 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 is too. It's too. It's too Afrocentric okay, so, um, for me, bro. I, I appreciate. I, appreciate I, I realize your, uh, I'm gonna have to uh, go back and everything like that and uh, find out I'm whether that's anyway. uh, CK <laughs> Nahisi, I ain't even hear from you tonight. Uh, I didn't even know Nahisi was here. And I just want to put yeah, shit out there, though, yo. Would y'all ain't nothing personal between me? Yo. I don't, I don't got no, I don't right, so hate you nothing like that. So and I'm gonna say shit, Mahotep, to everybody. Um, <laughs> this guy, uh, whoever, uh, this guy. Hey, Mujah. Yeah. Now, now he, now he can't understand my name because it's emotional. Come on, bro. Don't hey, Mujah, like you know. Hey, don't, don't, don't get like, don't, don't get like that, Hey, X. Hey, X. I can't understand your reference because you're too old. Hey, X. You know what's funny, yo? I'm saying, yo. Uh, Wuja actually taught me why the meta nature was the cipher, yo. And it wasn't, it was, it wasn't no just jump out there and no shit. Like, this some serious shit. This dude took time out of his life. Like, we was up to four, five o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And he and he put me down like the shit was some spectacular oh, shit. Really think I'm a white so, so I'm saying for you to think that everything that come out of this man's mouth is crazy. I didn't say everything that came but, out of his mouth was crazy. That's, that's not something that I said. Yeah, hey, you said you don't believe nothing, man. Yo, it's respect. Listen, just because what I had to learn was just because I don't believe what somebody say doesn't mean they can't prove what they say. Um, this is the when thing, I yo. Saw, so when I'm I much more. I am willing to give you the opportunity without cutting you off. Now, I bet you, I bet you this guy right here can actually show you what they meant in the text and why they wasn't on the supernatural. Yo, Unk, I think your biggest problem is that you put too much faith in teammates. No, I'm actually not. You, you believe no, that no. these individuals are no, more qualified than academia. Hey, look, and you no, start I'm to go listen. off into hey, bro, that role. Hey, academia said that the land that, that, that was wrong on what the word Kemet meant. So and you got to know we built Acad for that, though. Academia said what? We, we built for the academic change. See, that's what you got to fucked up, though. I, 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 I never saw uh, the Armin Ross Squad challenge academia. You're like, we say a lot of that shit, but I never saw that. And keep it G. You ain't got no video of the okay, Armin so Ross Squad challenge shut academia. shut the fuck up, I can tell you. You oh, want to that for a minute, bro? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind, bro. Go ahead. So you can <laughs> deal with Smash Rockwell's work. When brother, uh, uh, brother Polite went to the temples, Right when we got the actually fast simile, and he showed where the piece of the wall was missing, where they claimed certain things was there, it wasn't even there. All right, brother Smash actually contacted the curator at the uh, uh, the, the Berlin, not the but the London Museum, contacted him. So I'm gonna have to show you this written conversation where he corrected him, Corre fix that shit, bro. You wrong. Corrected him on that. So we're gonna bring smash on. Get that straight. Okay? Uh black the, the word uh Kemet, what it meant. Academia had that wrong. I don't I don't can you prove it? It don't it don't matter. It don't matter. 
I just want you to prove that to me. I don't know the academia in that room. Just make me aware of that. Show, show the me same way you still thinking that Afro uh, uh, Afro Asiatic is the proper name for it. Afro Asiatic. Oh no no no! Wait, hold the fuck up! Don't do that right there. Don't do that right there. Don't do that right there. Don't you change your mind on that? No no no! I said that according to. You can read Wikipedia and say that. Look, I said I'm not going with what Sorry pushes right now. Um, from what from what I recall, uh, Afro Asiatic was a de facto name of oh. the language group. Oh. oh, I don't know why you're laughing for that. De facto. What is meant by de facto? Uh, it's it's somewhere. It's not uh, by it's not by definition, but by I, I, I forget. Let me get the definition of de facto. It doesn't come to my mind. In fact, or in effect, whether by right or not. And so in oh, effect, right. it's in, a, in effect on um, that right there. Okay, but if they label Thank that, you, bro, listen, if, if they Thank label you. that um, via um, de facto methodology for, for it to be um, the uh, title of that particular group of languages or whatever, um, you can't say that it's not, even if it's a de facto um, title. It's just like when I say Middle East and you Egypt's in the Middle East, and you tell me, no, nah, it's not in the Middle East. And I knew you would answer like that. Now it's not in the Middle East. You would be incorrect. I wouldn't be incorrect just because you say Egypt's in Africa. Man, two I'm not exist listen, and, and listen, two listen, words man. at the same time. Like, like I'm gonna show you where you're a funny guy. It's not that I'm a funny guy. No, no, I'm gonna like, you guys come up out no, of like ology and Afrocentric. That's uh, not true. Wait a minute, bro. You're so, so listen. Let, let me say this. I'm just more skeptical. I'm just more skeptical. Hold on. Last week you had to apologize for calling me that. Remember that? No, no, I didn't apologize for calling you uh Afrocentric. I apologize. I apologize. I recall it exactly on your emotional relax. I recall, I'm not emotional, dude. You apologize for calling me Afrocentric and I, I apologize for it. I apologize for saying that the idea that Europe is a continent came from Afrocentric thinking. That's why right. I apologize. So you, so you for had the puzzle, you was wrong. And I once again, you were wrong again. I did not apologize for calling you Afrocentric because later on in that same uh, stream, I called you Afrocentric again. I never apologize for calling you Afrocentric. You're definitely Afrocentric from my perspective. Yeah, but I'm Afrocentric because I'm willing to look at African history from the perspective of the African. That's what I said. Like it's something wrong with it. Wrong with that, though, X? No, that's not what I mean by Afrocentric. Right, so, what, what do mean you mean, X? Tell me what you mean. I, I mean with the common uh, definition of the term. And what's that, uh, X? What's that? Hold on. And you got beat up on that. The, the only common de definition I, I never got beat up on is that. the nigga that made it up, though, X. No, and somebody true. actually made that up. No, no, no. problem with you? Let me tell you regarding African or you my black man. No, no, you my man. He read somebody else's dictionary. Somebody else's definition of Afrocentric. Everybody be quiet for a minute. He's going to be my man. I got to be honest. Hey, dude, I'm not yelling over you. Everybody chill. I don't feel like yelling at 2 o'clock in the fucking morning, which is idiotic. I am telling you, I have a problem with you because an African, African-American, actually made up his own idea and concept. He tell you what he meant when he thought of it and made it up. He actually teaches it in a major university, you can actually get a degree in African studies from it. So it's already a credited course. You can get a degree in by looking at a goddamn dictionary that this shit don't mean with the nigga who made it up me. That's when I really have a problem, right? Right there. 
Remember I told you about your comprehension issue. Don't say nothing. I really have a problem with you of taking away the African genie and giving me something. African genius. Other, because it's genius. You said, did you say genius? It is genius to come up with your own idea that becomes accredited. There's no such thing as African genius act. No, I'm not saying that there's not such thing as African genius. That's how we got on this whole chemistry argument the first time. Oh, man. I'm saying you take away African genius when you do not allow African people to develop ideas and concepts that white people agree with. And, and to the point where it, it is an accredited course where they all agree, you know what, that nigga got that shit. You can get a degree, it's accredited. And then you still look at a goddamn dictionary by some dumbass bitch ass motherfuckers trying to be funny and say, yeah, they right. I don't understand that, dude. I don't think like, like you have no partiality here. Like you're not really looking at it and saying, let me see. Just like with the Greek shit, they come up with where Adam, you stop arguing. Knowing goddamn well they didn't have no microscope. I never actually see this shit, but that cool. As soon as the niggas say none, cool, no, oh, no, it came back. Like, no. this shit is fucking annoying, dude. No, no, that's, no, that's how you all interpret things from your Afrocentric disposition. Really, dude? All right. Any, 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 hey, man, of course, you always do it. Anytime somebody I'm provides you with contradictions of what you're saying, you're done. Because you can't argue it. You're done. Wait a minute. You just argue for the Greeks you didn't have the Adam, did you? Hold on. Did you argue for the Greeks not having an Adam? You tried that shit and you no, I, no, I didn't try that. Okay. So you hold on, let me get this straight. You so keep, you agree. You hold keep on, making agree. arguments for me that I'm not arguing. Okay, so what are you saying about I'm you got bad Hold on, hold on. What are you saying about the Adam? I never Greeks said nothing about no Adam. That I'm gonna ask you right now, watch you fuck it up. What are you saying about the Adam that the Greeks invented? I never said nothing about an Adam. I want to ask you, what do you what, watch how you fuck it up? What do you want? What do you want to say about the Adam? Because they sure as fuck didn't know the element chart, and they sure as fuck didn't know about protons, neutrons. No, they did not. Fucking European word that they came up with that would later on be used in European societies because they're European societies. So they sure as fuck wouldn't use the Egyptian word, bro. Okay, so if you tell me what what was they trying to say? What was the Greeks trying to say by using the word act? I don't know about that right there, so I wouldn't be able to answer. Okay, can, you have, uh, how about you, Unbiased Sport? What were they trying to say? Because you you fought me on it until you had to look it up. What was they really trying to say? Hold on. What does this have to do with I'm us great arguing? Show. What is they trying to say, Unbiased? You, you, know, you always say that. And just hold on for a minute. I don't even want to let that shit go. What was they trying to say, Unbiased? I can't hear you. X hate Africa. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I ain't worried about all that shit. That's quick. Yo, this is an Afrocentric community like a motherfucker, man. I said, repeat the question. I said, what was the Greeks trying to say about Adam when they gave us the Adam? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, they was predicting the Adam. Uh, they, uh, they, they, they predicted that there was a small article and that was that was the Adam. But they, they didn't have proof of it at that time. I, I know, they but they predicted it, right? Right. So is it safe to say that the Egyptians were predicting that there's some pre-mortal shit. They didn't know what it was. They I already said that. I, I already said it was, uh, the, the, the understanding was, was evolving. That's himself. normal in science. That's normal. He corrected himself. That's all I'm saying, X. 
you fight for the fucking Greeks, but bassy Egyptians and call us Afrocentric. No, don't. That's not what it is. That's your interpretation. Yeah. Okay, so what? Okay, so what is it about? Watch this. No, so when, what, I, when I when I call you all Afrocentric, hold on, because X, you're going what, off and X, into something other than X. what we're talking about. No, I'm not X. I'm showing you X. how you're about to get the Oxford Dictionary. We're about to get the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, I'm Sean, saying, so you can finally so learn how to talk English and stop talking that mumbo jumbo shit. Don't try to escape this. X, so what is it, X, so what is it that you're saying about the Greeks Afrocentric? and Adam? I, again, this is for the last time. No, no, no. Hey, dude, stop talking and listen to me. Stop talking and listen to me, Unc. Please, stop talking and just listen to me. you right now, bro. I know you didn't say nothing about it. I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear your opinion. I don't have an opinion on something I didn't look up. No, wait a minute. Dude. What? Okay, so I'm also <laughs> an opinion on that. Fucking I, I, I never looked up this Adam concept to have an opinion on it. Oh, so trying to create an argument for me to argue against Uncle. I'm not arguing on some concept of an Adam. You're creating that argument, not me. I was simply talking about prior the ancient Egyptians not knowing what elements were. You went into Adam, not me. So X, you've been doing that all night, man. CK, please, man, just mute your mic. Like you need, you make statements, yo. <laughs> I, need I don't even know why you're here. You one that can't be quiet. I don't even know why you're here, yo. Oh, <laughs> oh man, stop, X, stop. Everybody, I really, like, I'll be holding that shit in. Oh, come on, you bro. Know, yeah, let it all the way out. Oh, you know, I'll one thing quiet. I am is not emotional. Like, stop you this. You're doing shit. it right now. Anytime you start jumping on Shorty, she ain't even banging. No, Shorty is the one that jumped into the conversation regarding me. She always interrupts and comes into conversations about me. That's why I said something towards that is very ironic. Right. Hey, hey, hey Wuja, do you, do you get my it. point though? So the so yeah. the Greeks can come up with where at. Yeah, of course Wuja was gonna get your back. point on. This is the same guy that said that when you said uh prosmatic or whatever the fuck you said that they he tried to make it reference your accent. I can't believe that because he's gonna lie for you. But hold up, let me let me I was, I was, <laughs> lie for you. <laughs> but hold up, I was I was I was patient while y'all were going back and forth. Because I think it's beyond uh, uh, ex-architects, so I'm, I'm looking at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing and I'm seeing what what some people are asking and saying. So, oh um, and I know I know that long as as long as I've been on, nobody really addressed the questions and things that the people in the, in the uh, chat have been saying. So let me just um, address somebody in the chat, uh, like Brick City, and then a couple a couple other people. Um, one, whoever Brick City is, he's assuming that. Um, you know, and this is, you know, a uh, fallacy, you go to the extreme, but he's saying that um, like now all of a sudden that we all should ignore European e Egyptologists and, and what they say about X, Y, and Z. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is what I actually said in the chat is that people who want to engage in this conversation are going to have to start stepping up and engage the culture by way of its language and learn and, and put in the work, put in those hours, put in those man hours and do the work so that we can have a more productive and mature and um, you know, uh, conversation about it to where people have an understanding and not rely on uh, just quoting someone and they themselves don't, don't even know if that person is, is right or wrong. And so that's what's going on already. So that needs, that needs to change. But now about this supernatural thing, the reason why I say the Egyptians um, did not believe in the supernatural is, and I'm not alone on this, See, I, th I thought Uncle was going to leave at 1230 or, or whatever. So y'all going in overtime, and that's fine with me. But what I'm saying is that the concept of supernatural in the Egyptian conceptualization of things, they didn't believe in something beyond um, nature, which they attribute to God. See, whoa, 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 so, so, 
Wuja, I need to stop you right there because they called them pantheists and the pantheist means there's nothing outside of nature. X, you're crazy as fuck, dude. You're crazy okay, as fuck. But, but That's now. what a pantheist is. They, they do not think it's something supernatural that brought the world into being. Is, is God outside of nature? Okay, no, so, it's not. So, no, Listen, it's I'm going to say this again. A pantheist. I know what a pantheist is. And I said a pantheist is a soft atheist because oh, an atheist says there is nothing supernatural. The pantheist says that everything is nature. There is nothing outside of nature, bro. Like, you should know this before you start arguing and, and, and bugging. Okay, let me finish this point. Man, I'm just saying it's kind of it's crazy to to not even understand gifts <laughs> or at least pantheist and what that means. You can okay, just so, look that up. All right, so let me everything finish. is a god. So let me let me just make it finish making this point. Your feet so, is a god, the press is a god, your head is a god, there everything. There is no unnatural thing to a pantheist. Okay, okay so now here, here man, I'm done, but that's simple though. Okay, here, here, here's the thing. So, so academia just got it wrong. I'm still, I'm still, and I'm still addressing. I'm a Can I talk? Can I talk? Let me just say that. My source does say they believed in fucking souls and supernatural, bro. Okay, let me. Where? Well, I'm look where. Ah man, look, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, at least, at least, you know, to have a teaching moment or uh, educate people. But right? X ain't even read the source he quoting from. I don't I know, but, I know, but it's not, but it's not always it's about him. It's, it's, the source, it's about, the source, the, the look, source look. that I quoted from was Wiki, um, and it's um, source that book. You got that's 160 people watching. Um, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't the X Architect show, man. I wonder why 160 people watching. So, I wonder why 160. Yeah. I know, I know one thing. Yeah. You ain't yeah. had no 160. You ain't had no 160. You ain't had no 160 people watching prior. No, but listen, but listen, here, here's you the thing. Watching prior. I, I can't really believe that this nigga is so arrogant to think that a nigga that don't nobody even know all of a sudden he brought everybody. That's crazy. I create, oh. I create oh. contrast. <laughs> No, you don't create a contrast. I create a contrast shit. Because it's dumb. You don't know what a parent is, but yet arguing for what he did as well. You the same guy that tried to teach the language and only taught us what a vaccine was. Come on, man. Like, stop this shit, bro. You said what? Hold on. You said what? You the same nigga that tried to, to communicate to us that the nigga only Siemens is the one that brought the science of vaccines. Who said that? Yes, inoculation, bro. You the same one that said you said inoculation, nigga. And watch this. You the same one that brought us and said, and I got the time marker. Egypt gave chemistry to the fucking world. You said that, right? Y'all rather. I mean, I got you quoted. I don't want to play it. It's dumb, yo. Sometimes niggas just dumb. I know. I'm dumb when y'all can't argue against me. Now, man, you lying. Whenever y'all can't argue against me, don't lie, show. Don't lie, man. Lying. Just like you said, lying, nigga. Hold on, hey, don't nobody get in this. Nigga, I said inoculation, nigga. That's what I said. So you want me to bring it? You want me to bring it back to it? You want me to you want me to pull it up? Are you trying to say inoculation is not the precursor to vaccines? Are you trying to say that? Wait, don't don't create arguments for me. Nigga, I'm saying that I never said that he brought vaccines to the world, nigga. I never said that. Let's change would you like the would you would you like for me to pull up the video on? Nigga, I'm asking you what did I say right now? You quote you said vaccine. From what I remember on you said vaccine. I do know. I'm saying it's called inoculation, bro. It's not vaccines. Okay, I do I do to vaccines. I'm the nigga that said that. 
Uh, hold on, time out. Wow. Time out. Because ain't no time out. I know what's going on. I read it. It ain't safe. And he didn't give it to the world. He gave it to the Europeans because the Chinese had it and the well, India had it. Well, this is what you said. I'm, I'm just I'm just reciting what you said. Um, you know, I ain't saying no damn vaccines. All right, so you know what I'm going to do for you? Because I, I could definitely get you the chemistry shit that you said without a no, problem. No, 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 give me the first thing you said out your mouth. The, the, next, the next time we come up here, I'm going to have all those time markers for you. And I said, and I said, he brought chemistry to the world. And I said that. that, that that's false. false. That's false. Egypt, Egypt does not bring chemistry yeah, uh, nigga, to the world. Nigga, I ain't dumb, dumb with you. Go that's ahead. That's dumb, dumb that's false. That's false. That's some animal shit. Yeah, I'm silly. I'm silly whenever y'all can't argue against me. Whenever silly you rabbit, you got all your silly rabbit tricks. Maybe you can't. ACK, I got something for you. You you start throwing your gun, yeah. bro. Nah, nigga, I ain't doing that. I'm saying you good. Start throwing your gun. Or at least nah, I ain't throwing no gun. gun. I'm just saying you silly. Nice. That's nice. Okay, so yeah, I ain't mad at you. I'm just saying you silly as fuck right now. You like okay. that, CK? Philosophy. Hey, hey okay, let me let me just let me just finish up. I'm gonna be brief. I'm gonna be brief real quick. I just want to say this because uh I know addressing a couple of people, it, it done scrolled up, so I don't lost who who said what. But I'm saying the reason why the Egyptians did not believe in the supernatural. Um, and and this is another thing. I am fully aware, y'all don't understand. When people make comments, they they act like I am ignorant of what the scholarship is. Like I do something called literature review. I have tons of books. Like that's that's why the the the, the source that X Architect tried to introduce into the conversation. I have the book. I've read the book. He didn't. So I have these scholarly works. I have I have them in multiple languages. I have the German scholars. I have from the German school of Egyptology, the French school of Egyptology, African school, the British school, and the American school, and the um, Chicago Institute, and so on and so forth. I have tons of books, and I've read. This is something that I do. So I'm I'm fully aware of scholars that say the Egyptians believed in the supernatural. It's not that I don't know that that's what they say. <laughs> but now here's the, here, here, here's the thing. So now here's the thing. Um, when you discuss the supernatural, the common understanding of what is supernatural, it is coming from the lens of the Abrahamic traditions of God being outside of creation. So anything that's outside of creation and for lack of another uh, term, outside of the laws of nature, they consider supernatural. Now, in many African communities, Egypt is not exempt. In Egypt, they believe that creation and God is one and the same, and that there's nothing outside of God, therefore nothing outside of nature. And so the laws of nature, the, the fabric that actually causes this, this structure to even exist, there's nothing outside and beyond that. Now, here is something that, that I can anchor you all into. I want to ask anybody in the chat, regardless of what you know. Now, I know there's people in the chat who don't read the stuff, but like, like Brick City said, he can, he, can, he can consult somebody that does. So I want he or she to consult, to consult somebody to, to, to tell me any Egyptian conceptualization of existence, what is beyond the concept of winning and new? What is beyond that? Name it. Name it now if you can, or come back later, hit me up and let me know. Because I don't expect people to know off the top of the head, but if you have to look it up or consult with, with a person that you have faith in and that you will ride with um, in terms of their information, then bring that to me. Name something outside of new or the concept of winning, okay? And, and there's a reason why I ask that. I'm going to tell you the reason. is because the Egyptians conceived everything within a container. They have a conceptualization that that in order for any 
thing to exist, it has to be born out of existence itself. In other words, there is in their minds, there is never a unit, a, a, a unit or a, um, uh, what do you call it? A, um, not a multiplicity, but um, a, a, a singularity. In order for something to exist, it has to be born out of existence. In other words, that th at the root of their conceptualization is a duality. It is a necessary duality because if, if something that, it, and, and, they, and they liken it unto the eye, right? The human eye. And think about this. Now, now this is just a, an analogy. This is not a, a, um, a, a real thing. This is an analogy that, that, that is given. If you, if you imagine an eyeball, right? An eyeball can see everything, 360 up and down, left, right, all angles. It can see everything but itself. An eyeball can never see itself because it can't turn itself on itself to see itself. So, so in order for the eyeball to know that it exists, it has to be conscious or aware of something else in existence to know that it is it and it is not something else. And so, and I know that I'm trying to be brief, but in the way that it explains is that Nu is the ultimate primordial substance for lack of better words not a it's not a tangible substance but this but this this entity this this substance that is infinite and indivisible and undifferentiated so this is what they conceive nothing is outside of that which is what the definition of supernatural is super meaning above or beyond and natural nature being all things that are in that are 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 within existence either it's conceptualized or tangible because that's why I asked the chat, I said, is the mind, what we call the mind, is, is that considered supernatural? And then I, I didn't get any answers. So, 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 so this is not a discussion that could be had in two minutes or five minutes, or it's not about European Egyptologists or whatever skin color Egyptologist is. That's why I said more people who that can actually engage the culture and read the text and pull from it, they need to have into these conversations. I'm more than willing to have conversations with those folks. Not some dude that can quote some book or bring up a title of a book that they themselves never read <laughs> and stuff like that. That 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 doesn't make interesting conversation. Not not for me. Maybe for, for the next person, but not for me. And so 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 it's not about all of a sudden people got to believe me and disregard Egyptologists. No, let's put the Egyptologists to task. Are you qualified to do that with me? So hey, are you hey, over on. the Egyptologist? Hey, um, this guy has 45 been on here for a whole hour saying um basically that the Egyptians did believe in the supernatural. And then you had said earlier that they didn't believe in the supernatural, but you just right. said right now that that concept that you just explained was explaining the supernatural from a Egyptian, uh, I guess, framework. Right? No, 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 no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that if 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 we were to name something that is accepted as supernatural, such as God, 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 God through the Abrahamic uh, traditions is considered a supernatural entity, right? Am yeah, I right? but I, we oh, shit. we're not talking about that right now, no. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm just. I'm, we, we got it. We got to anchor at at some point of reference. So I'm saying. So I'm saying to to define what is supernatural, 
we can read the dictionary definition and the dictionary definition gives us the general uh, uh, meaning of something that is outside the laws of nature, et cetera. They give examples of ghosts. Outside or of scientific laws. So, so, so this is the thing. Um, a lot of people will say that God is supernatural. Am I, am I correct on that? Yeah. Okay, so what I'm saying is that the Egyptians did not conceive of a God that is supernatural or anything that is supernatural. The reason why they say God is supernatural is because God exists outside of creation. God creates the world, but then God has a separate existence somewhere else. Right. In, in, in the Abrahamic uh, 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 traditions. Right, and, now bring it back to Egypt. Like okay, they're right, called, right. they're so, called so, family. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So, 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 okay, exactly. So in Egypt and in other African communities, but we're talking about Egypt in Egypt, they did not believe God creates something and then has a separate existence. They believe that God and creation is, is the old one, natural is, is one and the same. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. So, so because of that, they don't believe you hear that has 45. So they, they don't believe in a supernatural, right? They only believe in nature or what is natural and they had and they had and, and they and they break it down into different spheres of influence um and they break it down into different spheres of phenomenon and um you have the nominal world and the phenomenal world that which is tangible and that which is not tangible so things can exist but yet it cannot be um perceived this is something that 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 it that that is the thematic within a lot of their uh writings so 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 this Talk is something that check it out now i got you now i'm yeah. with you so another point that they're saying because i'm just trying to move it along um, ask the niggas do they read meta lecture first <laughs> ask that this, question uh, hold uh, on. Who, 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 who's, who's sharing the screen who yeah, do you think okay. hey, x, x you got press control uh x. press control and a plus sign at the same time to make it large uh, what i gotta do you got hit control and the plus sign to make it large. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to go into this PDF, the book. God, how do I get to the search engine part of it? What I gotta push? Top right. Huh? Okay, so who, who, whoever right. sharing whoever sharing Top this screen. Right. What do you mean? Hold wait, on. Wait, wait. That's X. Definitely okay. X. But but what I'm saying is that what is being shared. On the I don't screen, know where you at. Huh? I'm on a PDF. How do I search? Top the right where the little. Oh, control F. Is. Control F. Oh, control what? Okay. Yeah. Frank. So, so what was just shared on the screen is the typical um, um, statement that a lot of uh, scholars say that the Egyptians believe in the supernatural. This is widely known by myself and many, many, many other other people. Is it the so, consensus? So, so, what I'm saying is that is that when you go beyond what these scholars are saying, okay, that I'm when you sorry. go to the actual actual into the actual text. They will have to explain how the Egyptians did not view God as a separate entity, right. as, a, as is, a separate entity outside of creation. Is is the academic consensus that they believe in the supernatural, Joe? Um, not no. That that that's changing. It's changing, or is, at, the, yes. at current I, what I is answered, it? I answered answer your question. That that's changing. That, you said that's, it's changing. Changing means yes. that it's, it's in no long, uh, no, transition from something to something else. So when yes. I ask you at current, what is it? Currently, what it what it is, you got scholars that say, that don't agree with that. And you have scholars. I, 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 I want to know what the I just uh, you. bulk just, of scholars. No, you didn't just answer me. Okay, so that's why I'm reiterating the question. 
the bulk of scholars about that 50, study that it's about 50 50. Keep providing source showing that it's about 50 50. It's, a, it's, it's about every, 50, every, 50. every site I go to when I type in whether yeah. or not the Egyptians believed in the supernatural, every yeah. single one is saying the exact same thing. So I want right. to know where can I find the 50 50 at? So okay. the afterlife wait, 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 is not supernatural? No, on, according second, to what wait, wait, something, it means something different. We're interpreting it correctly. But wait, wait one second, one, one at a time. So, so this is the thing. So you gotta understand websites. A lot of people repeat things on on websites and things like that. So you're so so if you're if you're gonna run a a statistical numbers thing, that's gonna be it's going you're gonna run into a logical fallacy. And I and I implore you. I just to want you to, to understand so, what that is. I want you to okay, provide us so, with so, the no, no, source no, of the fifty fifty concept or okay, research that you came okay, up with. Okay, I'm not gonna be able to provide you a source for that right this minute. No doubt. Right? Whenever you can get. All right. Okay. So now, um. Sheffron, to what you were saying, when people bring up the yeah. afterlife, this is why I asked Chad the question, mm -hmm. is the mind supernatural? Why not? No. Why is not supernatural? Not the brain. Not, 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 not the, the brain. Br I'm not talking about the, the, the organ, the brain. I'm talking about the Thanks mind. Thanks to answer that. No, 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 no. Ah, don't, don't, don't. I'm asking Sheffron. Well, I, I I I think that is more of a I think that's more of a philosophical. Uh, I think the mind is more of a philosophical. Okay, let me. Um, okay, so let me. Thing. It, it, it's talking about a, a consciousness or or entity behind okay, so, the brain. Okay, so do so let me. I, I don't I don't believe okay, in me, in in that. Oh, so to say. So all right. So just so I I, I understand I you. Do 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 you have a mm -hmm. mind? I think the mind is more of a philosophical. Under that understanding, yeah, I have a mind. I have a, I have a, um, I have control over my brain and and some function. Okay, so you consider yourself to have to be in possession of a mind, right? Hmm. Crazy, right? No such thing. No such thing as a mind. I got control huh? over. It. I, I I don't I don't get it. Go ahead and explain what you're saying, because I don't want to say something <laughs> okay, that listen, I, I I'm don't not, mean. Okay, but I'm not trying to trap you. But I'm, I'm, so no no I'm not. no no I'm not no 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 I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to bring some a couple of points home in a short period of time. So I'm saying that mm -hmm. that the mind is is this this abstract entity that we call M I N D mind, right? And mm -hmm. the, there's a whole field that studies it called psychology, and they study the mind and behavior and so on and so forth. All right, so so we right. are we there is a consensus since we want to start using tossing around consensus that human, human beings have mm -hmm. a mind you know we got the physical organs and stuff like that but we have a mind so my question was is the mind supernatural does it does it does it fit the definition of what the dic dictionaries define as supernatural does it go beyond no. the laws of nature no. and no. All okay why not because it's, it's just a property of your mental faculty that's all that you have, right? Yeah, it's, it's just a, a abstract concept of uh, your mental faculty. That, that's all it is. It's not something like tangible that you can actually touch. It's the product that's produced from your brain working. That's all. Right. Wait, wait. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's a pro. So, so it is, it is something though. It's, it's an. When you, when you say it's a product, that means. Yeah, it's, it's a noun. Yes, it's a noun. It's a byproduct. Does, it, does, it, does the mind exist? Let me ask yes, you. Yes, the mind exists. Yes. Okay. Um, but in, in, a, in a sense, in a sense that it's a, a product of 
you know. I you know, get it. I get it. Okay. So, 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 so you believe that the mind can exist without the brain? No, no, that's no, no, the no. afterlife. That's no, the, that's no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking, yeah, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying is that if the mind exists, then is it supernatural? And so, so, so far on the panel, you all said no. So, so I'm saying, so I'm saying if the mind exists as, as was just admitted, I got the definition then, on the screen. Then, 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 um, I'm saying, is it supernatural? No, the mind is not supernatural because it's a product of, of the human brain, which is a part of nature. No. Okay. So, so, but it exists, right? So where, so where does it exist at? Here we go. This Nawabian shit, man. Come on. I just told you. I just told you. I knew that shit was coming. I knew that shit was coming. This shit happened every time. Like with the middle, middle, nigga. I say middle east. Where's the middle, middle? Like it's always something. Okay, now you're wasting time. So I'm. I'm, It's not wasting time with y'all. I answered your question thoroughly. I told you what the mind was. Then you asked me where it's at. I just told you it's not something tangible. Why the fuck are you asking no, me? It's no. the brain. It's the brain. Let's say it's the brain. No, okay. your mind is not the brain. And human beings is the brain. It's the collective activity okay, of your not, brain. That's, not, that's okay, what that's we need to know as the mind. So why are you asking me okay. where is okay. it at? Come no, no, on. No. I'm going to say the brain. I'm going to this this Okay. The, the, and then the, he's going to ask he's going to say no, 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 I've been no, through this no, before, no. chef. He's going to okay, ask you where at in the brain. No, no. No, I'm cool. No, let's have a mature conversation. So, so if you say it's the brain, wait, if you, if you, if you say the mind is the brain, then, then I have to not use the mind. So I'm, so, so, no, I'm trying to figure out what is considered the mind. Not, I don't want to just make up a term. Just you want the definition, you want the definition? I'm, I'm asking. Because it gives you the exact meaning of what the mind is. Do you want the definition? Is the mind. So what, what are psychologists studying? Do you want the definition, bro? Sure. That's what I'm asking for, bro. Great. There you go. The mind, the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences, to think and to feel. The faculty of consciousness and thought. Okay, so so wait, wait, keep, keep the it. The brain. Don't, don't move, wait, don't move it. It says the yeah. element. Wait, wait. The element of a person. And what, whatever this element is, it enables the person. And I already told you, it was their mental faculty wait, that wait, works wait, together to produce listen, that. Listen, I, di I didn't interrupt you when you were reading that. So let me just yeah, no doubt. keep it. Hold up, keep it on the screen. For keep it on the screen, partner. Keep it on the, you see that word down there? It says so brain. No, those are, those are similar. Yeah, yeah but wait, it's, it's giving you a synonym definition Man. for brain because brain can mean different things. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so, so, so since you pulled it up, let's, let's utilize this as a working definition. So the mind is being considered an element of a person. So let's establish that first. So the, a mind is not a person. It is an element of a person. And this element, whatever it is, being called the mind, it allows them to be aware of the world and their experiences, right? I mean, am I, am I um, following with that definition so far? And you, you keep covering it. No, so, I just wanted to give him an understanding of what an element was. Okay, so, so, so the mind is an element of a person that allows them or enables a person to be aware of the world and their experiences. It allows a person to think and to feel. It is the faculty of consciousness and thought. So I'm asking, is that element, whatever it is, it's being called the mind, is that supernatural or not? No. Okay, so why do you say it's not? Because it's a product of nature. 
It is a product. So name something that's not a product of nature. So is is God? God ain't a product of nature. That's, that's something that's fucking supernatural, man. Huh? Say it again. Oh my gosh, God is not a part of nature. It's not a product of nature. But wait, but wait a minute. Isn't 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 God? Isn't God conceived? Wait, 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 hold, wait, wait, hold, 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 one second, one second. Nobody's concept. Wait, wait. Isn't God a concept within the mind? No, but. Hey. See, here we go with this hey. shit, man. Damn. Oh, see, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, it's the new Wampian shit. We start getting into semantics, no, no, and I'm, no, gonna, no. Be, I'm no. gonna be clear. No problem. I'm gonna yeah, be clear no, with no. you. Wait, wait, I already wait, know. Wait, 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 I'm wait, wait, in the wait, wait, new Wampians that I had today. I know they do this wait, wait, shit. Wait, wait, so now what I'm gonna tell you is this. Wait, wait. God is simply an idea that exists outside of nature, where the mind is an idea that exists within nature. Do you understand that? That wasn't my question. My question to you is: You asked me why? God, no, no. Why can I, is, let me let me talk. Let me repeat my question because you're you're you, you know. You this new shit. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, listen. I asked you specifically: Is it is is not God a concept within the mind of people? Yes, it's it's a concept that the mind produced. Okay, now you just said that God is outside. Look up the word psyche. It's a concept but, that, but, but, that wait, wait, uh, hold on, let me finish. Goodness yeah. gracious. So 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 you just now said yeah. that, the mind, that the mind is not supernatural, and you and you and you after thought and said that the mind is part of nature. Then I said God exists within the mind. So how so how can God be outside of nature but exist in the mind, which yeah. itself is which itself is a part of nature? And I just told that, you that, that you said. I, you said I, I just I just nature. explained it to you after. I don't think you heard something. Right, I, I, once more. I think, I, I, here I think we go. I'm going over your head. I think I'm going over your head. Right, not going over my head. I think I went well beyond yours. Sorry. Now, try to understand if you can, Bujabu. God is an idea that exists outside of nature. The boundaries no, of nature, no, God no, exists. No. Could you, you have to let me explain so you can understand it. I don't think that I'm going over your head. I think you just have a comprehension issue because you're talking at the same time. Now, God is an idea that exists outside of nature, whereas the mind is an idea that exists within the parameters of uh, the definitions of nature. Okay, so now, what? wait, wait. Yeah, the said, mind is an abstract concept. Wait, 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 wait. You, you just now said God exists outside. It's an of... idea. Wait, wait, Are you hearing wait, that part wait, right there? Wait, listen, listen to me. Listen crazy, to me. So let me crazy. ask you, let me let me ask you plainly. Does God wait, 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 wait. Does God <laughs> exist in the mind of people? Yes or no? It's an idea that exists in people's minds. So yes. God, God is an idea that exists inside of people's minds, right? Yes. And does does the mind exist in nature <laughs> or outside of nature? It exists within nature. So, it, so, 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 if the mind exists in nature and God exists in the mind, then how can God exist outside of nature? This because is God is God. It, it's this not. Is, it's really not. If y'all were listening, he didn't get anything. It's a Nuwapian trick where they try to play on the uh, <laughs> definitions of words. It's the same shit you did with teacher and tutor. I'm biased, and I'm easy, I can easily defeat this stupid shit. I just told you like ten times. God is an idea, in the same way that the mind is an idea. It's not something that's tangible. However, the God concept is one that exists outside of the laws of nature and is uh, communicated, at least in the Abrahamic base, as to being the thing that created nature. Whereas the mind is simply an idea that's describing the uh, processes 
or or the product of the processes of the human brain. Okay, so, so I think y'all gave back to win tonight. So so hold up. So so let me uh, let me let me move to Sheffern. <laughs> let me let me see if Sheffern or Amias understand understands what I'm I saying. think we gave X a win tonight. <laughs> so hold up. Hey. With with the mind and the Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, uh, so, so let me talk about tonight. There's no such thing as mind. That's just wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. Here, yeah, here, here you sound go. like Dr. Sebi, dumbass. Now, so here, here if it's go. a mind, where is here it at? <laughs> here we go. Fucking retarded. So this is the thing. Right, so I've now, never seen now, now we now we got to get to basic. We got to get to basic logic, right? So you lost. If you lost your mind, where was it at? Wait, wait. So wait a minute. Shut the fuck up. You damn. You know what we'd say. So listen. So Sheffron. I'm here. Okay. So. Uh, what state do you live in? Maryland. Uh, you in Maryland, right? So you are in your house right now, right? And tell by the accent. Yeah. Wait, wait. So, so yeah. yeah I'm getting off this so, bitch. How do I promote somebody? How do it, Wujah? Wait, wait. Hold on. I'm, I'm gonna be a minute. I'm, I'm, now, I'm, I'm gonna promote you to. Nah, cause I'm, I'm gonna get off in a second too. Nah, nah. We all about to get off. Go ahead, Wujah. Nah, so, nah. so listen. So, so Sheffron. So you are inside of your house, right? Yep. And and your house is is inside the state of Maryland. De yep. Therefore, can you can you right now exist outside the state of Maryland? Yeah, no. You can't. So so now that that not at this moment because we already know where I'm uh, at. Okay, exactly. So, <laughs> so so now so now that's that's plain logic, and I'm and I'm using and I'm using some some regular stuff that we all can understand. You you and your house and mm -hmm. your house being in Maryland and all that, right? So now, oh, now let's let's substitute let's substitute you. Your 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 house now is the mind. Okay. Okay. The state of Maryland is nature. So so the mind is within nature. Okay. You got that so far? I was with you when you said it that I know I'm making this analogy so so that so that so that the the um the over talking and, and the whole bringing up the straw mans won't won't affect the, the audience. So 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 we got the state of Maryland is nature, your house is the mind, and you are God. So so you exist in the mind, and, and the mind exists within nature. So how can God exist outside of nature then? No, I was with you. I, I got that point. Okay. You this made the excellent this point. Shit, this shit sound like when a nigga get high and ask you, you sitting on a couch, right? But I'm sitting yeah, on a love that's seat. Yeah, that that's mean, true. I can't even sit on this if I ain't in love. Like, it yeah, sound this true. stupid, yo, for real. Yeah. No, but it made sense. That's, it made sense. I know it makes sense. Back, like, when you think it, no, to the beginning of the basic, conversation, when you were saying that the Egyptian god existed within nature, so it wasn't supernatural. This so is, this that's, is basic that's what, logic. I mean, I'm bringing y'all, I'm, I'm just bringing y'all sources is, about the Egyptians believing basic. in the supernatural. I'm at PB, yeah. PBS, uh, right. not org, Nova. Because, because people don't want to. No, I'm saying, what did these niggas think about the afterlife? I don't know how these niggas died and so, were able to fight against so, the powers of evil so, and darkness. So trying to make saying. the world safe for mankind and making sure Egypt continues forever. I don't know how they could do that without the belief in the supernatural. How is it possible? Yeah. Because he believed that it was all one. Okay, they so, didn't believe oh it. My would, gosh, you know, no, 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 no. Do so, y'all know so, what supernatural means? Let's look that word up because oftentimes so, so they now, just break the words apart instead of actually giving what the definition of the word actually. Okay, is. so let me let me just finish this out because because I I I demonstrated because nobody's going to get around logic, right? Because because when you get down to logic, logic is a is a uh, uh is under the domain of mathematics, and so that's why you know um if if x is within y and y with this is within z there's no way that x is going to be outside of z 
So I gave a simple logic um, formula to explain what I was saying so that people could grasp it and understand. I, I broke it down into a, into a regular um, comparison to Marilyn, uh, Sheffron being in his house, to substituting with God, the mind, and nature. So by X's own admittance, he said that the mind exists within nature. And then I asked him, does God exist within the mind? He said, yes. So now to bring up all the straw mans, the Nuwabian thing even, and all this other crazy stuff is, 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 really, is really just fluff fluff. I just I, told you they were I, I, don't, I don't intend, I don't, I don't intend to quote you verbatim. So yeah, let I know me, let me because you intend plan. to distort people's so, perspectives. No, the, a, a, anybody can rewind and watch this. So, exactly. so this is the thing. So this is the thing. So, so now, so, so, so now, now let's get into the moment, the, uh, the, the little teaching moment. So the reason why I brought all of that up is because when people bring up the um, afterlife and stuff, they are equating the afterlife with something that is supernatural. When, when what I the reason why I went through that exercise is because is because the conceptualization of God was accepted in these communities as something that is not outside of nature. It's only through the Abrahamic lens that we get this notion that God exists up and beyond that which is natural. And so, and so it's only through those, those the, that lens that we get that, that God creates something, then he's off in heaven. You will, you will not find that in Egypt where God creates these things or, or whatever. And then it's, 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 it's off in the recess outside of creation. I can give you a, a complete text. It's called the um, book of knowing the transformations of Ra and overthrowing of a pep, where it explains the unfolding of nature, where God comes into the world as the world and as the things in the world itself is right there in the text and we can go through it line by line and i can read it for you and you can consult whatever egyptologist you trust and bring them into the conversation or not it matters not to me we can go through it line by line and i can point to you and show you where they believe that god and existence is one and the same there's nothing outside of god of course they didn't use the word god i'm only using it um for sake of of uh everybody else understanding but there's nothing outside of that matter of fact the character that they give these attributes to is called neb urture the word neb urture is a phrase that means neb which means a possessor or owner and then erger is in relation to the limits so this is the owner of all the limits so 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 if i had to bring it down to one idiom word idiomatic word it, it would say supreme being or or the or the all and so and so this this entity or whatever there's nothing that exists outside of it period so bring your egyptologists and all these other other folks bring all bring all your um um websites and stuff like that i wouldn't recommend the websites i recommend you actually get the books and don't I mean, these, these, don't, these, are credi these don't are credible, these are credible sites. These are reputable sites, like Nova or the Museum of Art. Incredible sources, and all of them say the same I, thing. I would recommend books. Though. I think that they read the books, which I, I think they read the books. That's no, why they that, would do that. I don't think that they would just I, present information I've read the you know, miscellaneously. I've, I've, I've read the books. I know, too, but you're, what you're doing is contradicting what the consensus is. Yeah. So and, now you're asking because, us to believe because, Ujabu no, no, I'm not. over actually, academia. I'm not. No, no, actually, 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 I'm not. So let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me make it clear. Let me make it clear in plain English. I'm not asking anyone to believe me. 
This is why I said I will go through this text line by line, and you could bring whatever scholar you want live. Go, in the go, go, this, go, this Wait, proof, no, and me, go, this let me, let me finish. You can, you can bring the scholar of your choice into the conversation or consult them afterwards or, or on your own time. It matters not, it, it matters not to me, but I am willing because I don't want people to believe me or take my word for it. I'm willing to show all, you. All I'm asking you to do is disprove the Dallas Museum, disprove the Dallas Museum of Art and disprove Nova. You I got tell it. You what, it's I tell over. You, what, let me, you let me, do those things for us. I can't listen, say nothing to you. Listen, let me, let me give you a white scholar who agrees why with are you why are you why are you bringing up white scholars what is this because i can't white people because i can't so no, no, no what no, i want to do no, i just want to no, show no, the audience i told you before this shit no, is afrocentric and it listen. always comes back somehow to white people no matter what you do it comes no, no, back to white listen, people listen, listen it could never be scholarship like listen. if pinocchio said one plus listen. one was two these niggas would be focused on the fact that his nose grew instead of the fact that one plus one is two and he didn't listen. lie it always listen. comes back to white people, listen. no matter what we talk about, yo. Okay, and that's so why could, I always so reference this as being Afrocentric. Wait a minute. So you, you bringing up problem. white wait, people wait, to wait. me doesn't wait. do anything with Jabu. Okay, so you should because have the a scholar problem. is white, wait, it wait doesn't make them right. Okay, and just because a scholar is purple doesn't make him right. So, so, so what did color... you bring it up for? Okay, let me tell you, I brought it up because of everything you just now said. Because earlier you have this fixation on Afrocentricity and Afrocentric, blah blah blah. So I'm saying that I will show you a white scholar who says the same thing as me because you said I'm this rogue person that's only I want people to believe yeah, Udao, rogue, rogue and this scholar. and that. Right, a rogue scholar. That's what you called me. Yeah, so I'm saying scholar. I so I can show you a white scholar who is an authority in this field, who's considered, I should say, authority <laughs> know, in this field in this field. <laughs> in this in this field, who agrees with what I'm saying. He actually has a book about what I'm saying. Yo, you know oh. who you sound like? You sound like Nature Boy when he says, hold on, let me get this right. So okay, that's fine. That's fine. Said, I sound man, like, I sound he like, said, I sound like, if it's uh, man-made, it's not, fine. he said, if it's man-made, it's made by man, and man is a part of nature. So by logic, uh, what man makes will also have to be a part of nature. Like, you guys just don't understand words. Okay, I don't I don't understand that. And I, I, know. I can, I, I can accept. I'm for, hey, I'm for, I understand. Yes. I, I, can, I can accept, um, I can accept your understanding of it if you read the text and, and the concepts. Like I, I can accept that. Like, like like what you was just saying. Like if we look at it from a Judeo-Christian understanding, like I, I think a lot of our understanding is a supernatural comes from those concepts. But at, like after you broke it down, like another group of people can have completely different concepts. Exactly. Like, and, and we we just lumping them together. You know what I mean? Using a uh, quote-unquote European Judeo-Christian understanding of these concepts, and when we're talking about other cultures, we automatically put those con the other people concepts into the framework of the Judeo-Christian European concepts of um things to understand them. So, and that's I, I don't know Egyptian stuff, so you, you could be absolutely right. I I have to take your authority. Well, but but now but now you don't now not necessarily that that's that's why I broke it down to it to a, a a issue of logic though, because because whether you can read the text or not, you understand logic, and so that's that's why I use you as the exercise. I say you are in your house, your house is within the state of Maryland, so everybody and their mother, 
uh, can understand that, that logical uh, layout right there. So what I did, I gave a linear logical uh, formula. You know, you are contained in your house. You and your house is contained in, in the state of Maryland. So I just substitute you for God, your house for the mind, and the state of Maryland for nature. So that, that's a very simple swap. And everybody can understand that. Nobody has to be able to read Egyptian to understand that. Okay, this is just a matter of, of simple common sense and logic. And so people who deny that, then they're just fighting their own, you know, their own uh, uh, sense of logic. So, so now that's without getting into any, any text. Now, but, what, but as a bonus, what I'm saying is that I can show this in a text and I'm saying that if people don't want to trust me, which I don't want people to believe me, bring who you do trust in a conversation. Bring the scholar. White, black, purple, brown, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're young, old, male or female, or what color they are to me. But I'm saying I only said white scholar just now is because earlier you got, you got somebody, you got uh, X on here talking about Afrocentric and it always goes to that and whatever. So I'm bypassing all that stuff by showing him um, a, a scholar that, that says the same thing as what I'm saying. And this is a, a prominent scholar that people consider of the Egyptian language and culture. Okay, so I can do that. So I can do that on a, on a, um, um, at another time. So I have no problem with that. But as long as everybody get that, get, that, get that concept of what I was saying, that the Egyptians did not believe that God is outside of nature. God and nature and all things are one and the same. And in this story, um, like I said, it's, it's the character, the words are attributed to a character called Nebuchadnezzar, and it becomes an epithet of Ra and Atum. And so Ra is the entity that differentiates itself to become the things in the world and the world itself. And, and this text unfolds it. It tells you that this entity was all alone. Then it, it uh, uh, spat out Tefnut, sneeze Tefnut's uh, cough shoe. This is where you get shoe, Tefnut, then Geb, and Nut. The birth of these deities are, are demarcations of a process of differentiation where things come into existence from this entity that in itself is also a part of those things, as the text says as well. And then it comes all the way down to humanity. And, it, and this is where the Egyptians get their name, the Remich. They call themselves the people, and they come from the tears of Ra. So even human beings comes from this entity, from its, its uh, tears after it, when it wept. It cried, and then and human beings were born. And so that's why they called the remage, because the word remage means the people. It's a play on the word remi, which means to cry. And so that's how they explain it. That's how they conceptualize it. And all of this is within the noon, which is why I mentioned that at the top of my conversation when Reggie and everybody was still on here. So there's nothing outside of that. So it's like a form of pantheism. Um, well, well, the the all the isms really don't hit it on the on the head a one hundred percent. I mean, like in in the ballpark of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't nail it um, um, exact, but you know, people say uh, pantheism or pantheists or pantheons and stuff like that um, mm -hmm. would represent it, but it's not quite that either because they believed in a unity and a most a simultaneous unity and multiplicity, like a macro and micro that's simultaneously in existence. And one cannot exist without the other. And so this is why these different deities are given these names. See, what people forget is that every name has a meaning. And so you have Ra, 
But then if you ask somebody, what does Ra mean though? And nobody really knows what it means. They know, they just know it as a name, you know, as, as some kind of label for something, but they don't know what it means. So what is the name? Well, the text explains it. So I, I you know, I bring it up when we, when I go over the text or something, because it's not something that I could just spit out in one word. It's not like a one for one. Um, just like Ra is always accompanied by other deities, uh, Heka, which is, they translate the word as magic, uh, Hu, which is, they translate as the authoritative utterance, and then Sia, which they translate as perception. So why, why would a deity Ra be, be always accompanied by these three other deities, magic, uh, authoritative utterance, and perception? There's reasons for all of this. So, so without, you know, going all into that tonight, what I'm saying is that, so this is an example of what I'm saying, that if people are not ready to fasten their seatbelts in and calm down and have a conversation about all this stuff, you're not really going to learn. And that's what, and that's what the, the conscious community has been used to. People just quoting uh, books they never read, quoting websites, but they don't ever do to put in the work and have these real, real productive uh, conversations. Century thinkers from the conscious community that try to challenge academia without ever having actually challenged academia. That's what it's used to. Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's used to all of that in the bag of chips. So, so, so what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that the conscious community has become the norm for people to just chit chat about Egypt, but not really put in the work to really start to probe and engage it from a, from a, from a very technical and scientific uh, way. And so I'm not one of those people. And so when I talk, I'm talking from that perspective. So when I talk to, to you, X, or anybody else, if you're not willing to do it, then, you know, it's like the conversation ain't go, go too far. That's why I asked you when I asked you purposely, I asked you, did you know new or none? You said no. I asked you um, um, some other questions and you, you admitted and you said no. So the admission or the, the awareness of, of being ignorant is the start of the journey. But you got a lot of process to happen. You don't have to believe me now. Now, see, the thing is, you don't know me, right? So, so, so you got this thing like, okay, you can't learn from me. Like, I, don't, I don't believe anything will Jahu say. And stuff like that. That's cool. And that's, but, but that's cool. I mean, I know it's not just me, but I'm saying, but that's, but that's, that's not, that's not a healthy, that's not a healthy attitude to have, though. I mean, you don't have to say a lot of things. A lot, a lot of people's uh, behavior, words speak volumes. You, you, you don't have to. I don't. I don't. I don't have to. I don't. I don't. I don't have to tell somebody that I don't like them to like them. That there's other ways. But we don't know whether they like us by definition or not because we don't have the direct. I know. I'm. I'm giving an example that people don't have to say things for it to be. There's other things that people do to make something what it is. So, 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 so the way you behave is as if you cannot uh, learn uh, from me. From, 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 the, from, from the phone conversations on when I, when I told you about semantics and pragmatics all the way to now. That's your interpretation. You're, you're, and right, and I'm giving it to you. You don't have to tell me it's my interpretation. Like, what, why, why, why do you feel that you have to tell me like that that's my interpretation? I feel like I have to do that so that people can understand there's a difference between a fact and a person's opinion. Okay, but 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 I mean, but now now, now you're belittling the audience as, as as if they don't know. I don't that think that's many audiences. I'm, I'm speaking from myself. I'm, I'm speaking from myself at all times. Like, I, I don't have to say that I am bipedal. 
Like I, like no human has to has to keep saying oh, we got two legs, two legs. That's understood, brother. So I'm okay, saying, so I'm me, saying, so I'm saying, that something is your opinion because people may believe that what you're saying is okay, okay, okay. So but, 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 but we're grown adults now. We're grown adults, so people can understand on their own. Like you don't, you don't have to be thought police. Okay, but but here's the thing: from from our conversations on the phone. From our, our, our couple of conversations on the phone to the conversations we have on, on this platform, you give me the impression that you cannot learn from me. To, thus, that's why I give you that that epithet. Um, but Ujabu, I mean, that would wait, be wait, do you, a mutual do you understand? Do you understand that? It would be mutual, though. So and that's like, fine. And that's fine. And that's fine. But 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 I'm, I'm I'm communicating to you out of respect to let you know where I stand with you. That that I I, you, I, I believe okay I believe that you're incorrigible. And, and and when I see different, when I see different, then I'll I'll say different. Uh, bro, I, I I don't mind you having an opinion on me. Like that's cool. You have no choice. No, I don't have a choice but to allow for you to have an opinion on me. You're correct. Again, okay. I don't mind. I just wanted to like put that but out there. It, it doesn't nothing. matter if you mind or not. I'm gonna have that opinion whether that's you mind cool. it or not. I, I don't know why. Like that's it's so grand that you gotta communicate it. Like okay no no it's, it's, everyone no, has it's, an opinion no, of somebody no, it's i know but it's not grand see I, i'm not making it grand i'm just communicating to you like Staying i said out of, respect. out of respect now i understand that you're insecure and defending like you, you got to have some la the last on, word I, I understand you, you I understand. label me everything that you label me and then you fuck up in the labeling of me so let's say i learned to get away from lookership and meme scholarship google ship and all thanks to Google. Oh, yeah, that was some real looking ship when you told me you that can't show me brick google, city because it when you told me when you google it's coming from merriam webster that was some real some of y'all are attaching yourself to Wujao's argument knowing you don't fully understand these concepts and i'm just trying to i'm just trying to um uh address a couple of these things because you know you're 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 a part of this um conversation not the conversation so all right but now the thing about magic though this is my last thing i'm gonna say because magic came up and i don't think i got my point across about that so what i was saying about magic is that magic itself is simply um a a a, a quality of ignorance because to a magician who's performing magic to anyone who's performing magic they themselves know what they're doing so to the magician magic is simply a an execution of a skill now, magic requires ignorance in order for it to be called magic to onlookers. So the onlookers will only see something as magic or magical if they don't understand how it's done. And so people have to have that understanding first before they start a conversation about magic. Now, in terms of what Egyptologists have translated as magic from Egyptian text, the scholarship is split. There's, there's people debating all the time about that um, label on the word heka, they translate the word heka as magic. And you got scholars that say, "Yeah, that's not quite good because because when it was first translated, it was coming out of that school of mysteries and magical things from the esoteric um, um, organizations, such as the Theosophical Society and the Golden Dawn and all that kind of stuff. They're the ones that that basically made this uh, popular term." to translate Hika. If you do Google ship or, or look up websites about Egyptian magic, you're going to see a lot of these people who are members or come out of that line of the esoteric um, orders and, and, and uh, writings coming from that. And so 
they don't have an understanding of what uh, magic is. And, and from there, they translate um, these statements as spells. They translate the word ro, which means to utter something. They translate it as a spell. And you got to ask yourself, why? Why they call it a oh. spell? Oh, so you saying that they didn't? So, so you're saying that they're not is not uh is not something that we will understand today as magic, right? No, just, it's just not. because they believed it in their frame, just because they believed it in their framework or their or their understanding. You saying that is not magic? Like, like we we would have a a. a uh, a word or a term for what they was doing. So if, 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 if we use a word and a term for what they was doing, the closest thing that we would use would be our understanding of magic. Okay, so now, let pause, pause. okay, good, good. Pause right there. So now, let me just, just to kind of synchronize with you, right? Mm -hmm. Would you consider, um, are you familiar with, um, like David Blaine or um, David Copperfield, David Bland or Blaine, whatever his name is, or Chris Angel. These, these. Yeah, 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 yeah. Magicians. The, uh, yeah. 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 So uh, now let me, so let me, now, if you're familiar with them and you, and you've seen them do their thing, right. Do you yeah. consider, do you consider anything that they do supernatural? No, they, they are, they're what you call hoaxers. Okay. So, so they, it, they perform hoaxes. Uh, to, to um illusions, right? Yeah, yeah, sleight of hand, the uh misdirection, right. um, all, all of that, all of that. It's, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. It's now, now, that, right? now, 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 what you're explaining, right? Far's wise magic, the the concept of um, what you said, a spell. If you say something over a person, thinking that those words will somehow interact with matter, right? Or um that, that that would be a form of magic now even if they're doing a practical thing along with it you see what i'm saying even if they're doing a practical say like somebody broke a bone or something right yeah. and the priest is also the doctor now he was mm -hmm. going to do two things back in those days he's going to um evoke uh, um invoke uh, utterance right Mm -hmm. a certain prescription of words and he's going to do a technical thing with a split that's going now he's combining the two one is a practical thing the mm -hmm. other one is magic is something that he believes it he has to do in order for it to work okay i but got you so so we can okay. separate it and say what you just said ain't have nothing to do with the process but you believe it you, you see what I'm saying? No, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we so, will put so that in good. the form of magic, something right. that, uh, something that's um, hocus pocus, something that you believe was going to work. You know what I mean? But it didn't. But the practical thing actually worked. It's the scientific okay. understanding. Okay. So mm -hmm. now, so I, I got you now, and that's that's really good. Okay. So now, the reason why I started with the the David Bland and Chris Angel, David Copperfield. Is, mm -hmm. is, is to establish, is for me to find out from you whether you see what they do as supernatural or like you like you answered and said that no, it's really them 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 doing a skill, you know, sleight of hand, you know, right. direction oh, and other kind of stuff, right. But now, but people call that an illusion or magic 
and they call them magicians because they don't they just don't understand or know how they do it and right. and it comes off as something that that is like um awestrucking like people are like wowed and everything right mm -hmm. so so now that's what magic is now to retrofit magic backwards in ancient history and and equate that with what the egyptians did in your example when you said that let's say a broken leg and then the physician who's also a priest mm -hmm. and by the way that that is a misconception there too a, a priest is simply a person that performs an important job okay the abrahamic stuff doesn't apply to to african priests you know i see you just taught me that well, well hold on now let me say this uh -huh. let, let me say this because i have my own theory on what um a witch doctor or whatever you would call it like mm -hmm. in egypt back mm -hmm. in those days would right. do now i do think that they had technical know-how right? Right. right but in order to disguise that and have people thinking that they're doing something special they would say that they were doing magic when they were actually healing the person you, you see what i'm saying no, like I got you. I got so, you. so it's, it's, it's actually to take advantage of people the same thing with magicians do to this day based on it's, right it's so, hope, so is so to make they, somebody believe that they have power so, so okay so now now you start you start you starting to um you starting to get it uh, catch on so this is the thing so that's why i said that magic the core of the concept of magic is ignorance it is it is right. a property of ignorance because in order for something to be magic or magical it has to ignorance has to exist between the audience right. and, the, and the person doing it now this happens to this very day in africa uh, uh right people do these things you can see videos where people are spinning around in straw and straw type things spinning these things around mm -hmm. they know what they're doing it's just that we don't know what they're doing so we're like oh man that's 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 crazy how they're doing that that's magic but so now here's the thing now i'm gonna I'm add to that and i'm just gonna be brief and everything i'm saying really deserves an entire conversation but i'm, I'm just okay. sticking things out there for people to look up or 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 whatever so now here's the thing in egypt they they viewed illnesses as the result of two opposing things at war with each other. One, mm -hmm. one aspect is physiological and the other aspect is intangible or abstract. Okay. And so, and so, and what that is, is you're dealing with the physiological aspect of the body and then the mind. And so, so the magical part, these utterances. I get it. Is is to tap into the the that side, the mind side, the intangible side, while the physiological medicines, herbs, and splints that they put on broken legs and all is actually doing the physical work. Exactly. Okay. So so they incorporated both of those things, and and doctors to this very day do the same thing. They do the same thing, and today some of that is called placebos, where they'll you you'll be given something and told that it's, it's something when it's really not. And because your mind thinks it is, you'll actually feel the effects of you, it. You'll start feeling better. Exactly. Right. But okay, now, so check the move. Now, I'm with you, right? But that goes back to, you know what I mean? Like, you would say that they didn't believe in magic, but they actually made the people believe in the magic. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, so that th that's almost like saying if I'm, if I don't want, if I want people to, if I want people to believe 
that I have superpower or a reason for them to pay me is, or, or for them to give me grain, food, or whatever their source of currency was, or this position in society, right? I have to keep the knowledge from them, right? So now the, the actual potion that I'm giving them is the medicine, right? That's what's going to actually do the work. But I don't want them to figure that out. I'm going to say this hocus pocus and do this dance around it. And then I'm going to give him that. So he's going to be confused at which one actually did the job. So they were actually playing because I believe that they knew better. I believe that they knew. I don't know for sure, but I believe that they knew their, their technology you know and that, the things you know. that they produced in their society shows that they had no, enough that's still, time. That's talking right. about, yeah, but that's a different field though, um, Chef. Right. You could be pseudo in one and legit in the other, but I'm I'm gonna just say this. Um, peace to the whole panel. I'm about to get off real quick. I gotta go do something. Peace to the whole yeah, panel. Me too. Yeah, it's, it's all peace, my brother. Like I, it may have like escalated and gotten you know a bit more confrontational than desired, but it's all peace, bro. I hope you don't you know take that shit to the heart, bro. I fuck with you. Peace to you though, Chef. Peace to the he see peace. Um, CK, I love you, sister. Like it's you know we just get into those types of. CK um, sleep. I, I, I have a hard time telling you. Said, why are you here? Yeah, I, you, you, told, you, said, you told me I shouldn't be here, but nevertheless, like it's, it's no. Different. I didn't say that. Uh, I, I'll get the time marker and I'm um, show you. What like, I said was, what I said was, is that we should send you to the Abos channel the way that you come at us. No, no doubt, y'all, no doubt. So it's all love at the end of the day. Like we just get it in. All right. And you said, oh, you know why you here? Before I be out, because I don't want. You know anybody to take shit personal like ah that nigga don't fuck with me or something like that you know that's not what it is it's just when i'm arguing i'm arguing but when i'm done it's all love so i just want to say peace to the whole panel we gotta stop arguing though all the time too actually you can't be interrupting people every time so so let's 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 i'm gonna because everybody got everybody seemed to be leaving let me just wrap this up i just i just want to i just want to conclude about about that real quick i'm just saying peace to everybody all right y'all have a good night yo peace all right peace okay all right peace i ain't going nowhere okay so i didn't say Okay, so let me let me just kind of kind of uh uh bottle get into a bottleneck because I because I think Chef Sheffrin, I'm I'm I think we're working with something we're working with something. Okay. All right, so here we go. So so what I'm saying is that um what you described is is um has validity, but it's not quite that way or wasn't quite that way in Kemet itself because the thing is is that even today right every. Well, we understand even today, psychologists understand that every every act that you do starts in your mind first. Like everything that you do, it starts with the mind. Like your behavior, how you behave is based on a ratio of what you believe versus what you know. And, mm -hmm. and, so, and so you have trust and confidence in certain things based on that ratio. So like, for example, if, if you weren't quite sure that the lug nuts on your car was tight or that your brakes weren't weren't working if you were unsure about that you would not get in there and drive you you would double check that tighten it up make sure the lug nuts are tight and all that kind of stuff so so the way that we move and live and operate and behave is based on this tug a belief of you know well it was based on a tug of war between the two between belief versus knowledge mm -hmm. okay 
So all acts start within the mind. And in, in the Egyptian language, the mind is called the ib. And it's represented by a heart as far as the glyph. The glyph to write the, that word is a heart. So people think that the heart, that the Egyptians were talking about the heart, the literal organ pumping. But but they, about the mind. they're talking about the mind. Mm -hmm. so, and so what's weighed on the scales of Ma'at is not the person's heart. It's the person's mind. And so what they're doing is that they're, they're doing a psychoanalysis of the mind. And so they were preoccupied by the mind, which ties into this afterlife thing that I don't have time to talk about. But, but when it comes to healing, health in a lot of cultures, not just e Egyptians, and even today, health equals balance. And so the human, the human body, if it's provided with everything it needs, by nature, it will stay in a homostasis or what do you call it? This um, equal, equilibrium state that we call health. And, 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 and we would live really, really good, long, uh, long lives if we gave the human body what it needs and it was in uh, proper proportions and balance. So part of the Egyptians, they saw that illnesses, now not, not bone fractures or when you break your bones, but illnesses, diseases, they, they looked at illnesses and diseases as, as a disruption of that equilibrium. And so what they did was they, they addressed the mental aspects of things, and scholars call that the magic part, and then they dealt with the physiological uh, symptoms, sweating, fever, uh, you know, throwing up, vomiting, whatever, whatever, whatever. They addressed the physiological mm -hmm. side of things. That's where you get that from. And doctors in that day were called the sunu. The Sunu were called doctors and they were priests. But like I said, priests just simply mean somebody with an important job. And so that's what was going on. So, so it wasn't magic per se, like they were trying to fool people. They were actually trying to perform psychoanalysis or, or perform psychology, what we call psychology today. They were given therapy and working with the mind, whatever, by any means necessary, along with the physiological um, things that they did. They did both. They, they didn't separate the two. Yeah, and that and that and that, that that that's where they uh that's where they primitive uh that's what that that shows their primitiveness in in that aspect because we know that a germ like germs like cause you know what I mean disease and, and different things in the human body it has nothing to do with the mind and uh, uh, illness of the mind or a lack of belief in, in something. If you don't wash your hands properly before you eat, you can get sick. It don't have nothing to do. You know what I mean? No, I got but you. You're, you're absolutely right. If you right. don't clean the food the proper way or you eat something bad, it don't have nothing to do. You don't have to deal with a person's mind in that situation. Now, if they actually believe that, that's where they was in error. With their, but even if they were in error on that aspect, they still came up with physical ways to heal a person. You and, dig what and, I'm saying? So they I, like like they right. could be wrong in one aspect and right in another. You know what I mean? You you can have those two things working side by side. You know what I mean? Like Freud and them was wrong about a lot of things. Like and and they're more contemporary than we are. They believed in uh things like um what you call it um the id the ego the super ego and all that and, and giving hysterectomies and 
you know what I mean? Different things where hysteria and stuff come from. They believe that it was because a woman's um uh, their uh reproductive organs and stuff was going bad and stuff and you, you know what I mean? When that wasn't even the case. They believe that women uh reproductive organs caused them to act crazy and you know what I mean? Yeah. So well well but hold on now check this out. Here so so this is the thing now. Um it's not black and white like that because see mm -hmm. this, this is this is something that they when I say they the Egyptians expressed that the mind is the source and the playground of of a cascade of things that eventually materialize on on the physiological uh symptoms that you see like like for example by the time that you catch a cold that that you become aware that you have a cold the sniffles the coughs the congestion all that kind of stuff by the time you 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 get to that point there's a whole line of cascade of things that happen that you were unaware of you see what i'm saying and so, mm -hmm. so, so although germs on hands um may cause something else and that has nothing to do with the mind directly the the only mental thing involved with that situation is to is to make sure the person becomes mentally stable to wash their hands next time so if if you don't know that that's what caused the illness ignorance is going to cause you to, to keep getting ill keep getting ill keep getting ill so mm -hmm. they, have to, they have to address the mind to make sure that you are aware and that you're aware of of these cascade things that that happen subconsciously and so, and this brings us to the afterlife. The so-called afterlife is called the duat. The duat is the underworld. And when they say underworld, under is the same word for sub. And so when we talk about the world, it's also um, metaphoric or analogous to awareness. So like, for example, when you eat your food, mm -hmm. um, you consciously select what you're going to eat. You consciously cook it. You consciously uh, fix your plate, buy your food, whatever the case is, all the way to where it, it's, on, it's on your plate and your table and you sit there and eat it. Once you stick that food in your mouth and you swallow, there's a whole bunch of things that go on in your body that you are completely unaware of. But yet it is your body and it takes place. So 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 there's an aspect of you that that's very powerful and is responsible for a lot of things that you consciously don't know about consciously so so it so it takes place in your in your subconscious or behind behind your consciousness you know behind the scenes what my digestive system yeah the the way that food is broken down you don't control huh. it you don't you you're, you're you're not aware of of that swallow of food going into your stump, stomach and what's right that's part what, of my automated where, system right they, they they call it on autopilot that's, mm -hmm. that's that's part of that's but it's part of you though right it's not, it's not mine it's yours so 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 there's a part of you that is very very powerful and it's responsible for a lot of things collectively that that you are unaware of directly you you have no knowledge of of what's going on and no control but yet you you know what's happening though you see what i'm saying and right so that's a very powerful aspect and so that's considered behind the scenes or under your awareness and today we call it simply subconscious and so that is a whole world of power that these people and folks study and try to tap into and explain and interface with 
And so this underworld who, who was governed by Usir is responsible to God of this subconscious aspect, which is really you. This is why Usir is in the chamber of the judgment on the two scales of my, you, you see how the scales are there, the heart, the feather, Enpu is there, the, the deceased person is there. And if you look to the far end, you'll see Usir sitting there as the ultimate judge. And only you, the real you, can judge you because you can't fool yourself. And so that is the subconscious because everything you do is stored and operates from that aspect. And it percolates to the surface of your consciousness that you become aware of. And your consciousness is ruled by the deity Heru. That's why Heru is 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 marching you into that chamber in the first place. So all see ah see now what, what you just said that shit, you you know how somebody say something and it just it clicks something like like what you just said shows me that our consciousness is probably a very small part of the situation. Exactly. Like, is it? Like, like to the point where it almost you almost made the consciousness part sound very insignificant. Like well, compared compared to the subconscious. Now, if we compare, then yes, but but in its own. No, I, I'm saying compared to the whole, you know, millions of years worth of evolution. You yes. dig what I'm saying? That our bodies are part of this thing is going to be here and running whether we have consciousness, this so-called consciousness that we have today, whether we have it or not, you know what I mean? Physical bodies is still gonna, you know what I mean? Digest food and it's gonna breathe, it's gonna still need water. It's, you know what I mean? The same way a, a, a goddamn, uh, a, a damn worm, body is you, you see what i'm saying yeah like it, it don't have to be conscious conscious of anything to you know be alive to to live to breathe to to procreate it doesn't so that little piece of consciousness like that's probably like a, a aberration of of life like so, it, hold on. so so hold up let me let me say something it might it might be a deformity almost like <laughs> so hold up so hold <laughs> up because because you want you want something so now check this out so now um before you met me you 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 were unaware of me and right. and, and, and vice versa so so for all intent and purposes i did not exist to you and mm -hmm. and, and and vice versa but yet i existed though right Okay, so now check this out. Now, they attribute the attribute of creator to, to this entity called God. But really creation is to become, is, is, is the, the, the nexus of when something comes into your awareness. Mm -hmm. so, so, so if we wanted to word it differently, you created me. But I, I don't mean that literally, but you created me for you when 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 you became aware of me. And so, and so and so and so I came into your consciousness, therefore I become a thing in existence in your world. Right. When when I became when I when you became aware of me. Mm -hmm. So so this consciousness is from that perspective, 
is what the Egyptians are talking about. They deify consciousness. It's a deity called Sia, which is perception. Mm -hmm. And perception means to perceive or to be, be aware of things. And that's why perception or Sia always accompanies Ra as, as, a, as a creator or solar force or solar deity at the same time. Because Ra is responsible for bringing things into existence. And so in order, to, in order for that thing to exist, you have to perceive it. So, you know, I didn't exist until you perceived me. So, but I, I don't want to- No, you actually did. Now you being super philosophical, right? Because actually you did exist before I knew about you. Like there, there's millions of people that exist. Oh, that's what I said. But hold on, hold on, hold on. There's, I know that there's millions of people in France, right? Now I don't know them personally or individually. You dig what I'm saying? But I know that people in France exist. Now, do I know Francois or, you know what I mean, such and such? No, but they still exist. If it's people that are older than me, you dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, how, like, I, now my understanding or my awareness of them, you know what I mean, is one thing. But that doesn't negate the fact that they already exist. Okay, like, so bam, so bam, so so you just repeated what I just said. I said, I said, I, I said, did. yeah. My so bad. so no, no, it's not bad. So I'm just saying, like I said, before you met me, I didn't exist to you, but yet I existed. Right, right, right. That, that, right. That's what I was saying. So okay. so there is a such thing as existence, things existing, yet being un and, and non-existing at the same time. And, and, and that's the two levels. That's the awareness part. Right. But it's the two levels of the macro and micro. Now, I'm not trying to be too spooky because I see people in the uh, chat. I ain't trying to lose nobody. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but, um, but what I'm doing, I'm trying to bring it down to, to this, this abstract that I brought up earlier, the mind. And why I ask, is it supernatural and all this other kind of stuff? Because the mind becomes the playground for all of this. It, become, it becomes the, the uh, environment, for lack of a better word, for all, mm -hmm. this, all this to take place, which is why, you know, we give this abstract concept a name called the mind. You know, mm -hmm. people say it's a projection of the brain and stuff like that. And that's being argued. Like, that's not, uh, that's not a subtle debate. And people, you know, the, the mind is a product of the brain or whatever the case is. But it's, it's a, um, but I don't want to get into that. But I'm saying, because people ask about the, the, the afterlife and everything. So what all I'm explaining is that, is that, is that some of these texts that people have, have previously interpreted as Egyptians being so fascinated and so focused on death, 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 death. Think about this logically, right? If, if the Egyptians, well, since the Egyptians lasted for 3,000 years, right, for going strong, 3,000 year old, uh, long culture, uh, give or take, mm -hmm. ups and downs. If they were so preoccupied with the afterlife, which is death, life after death, so much as as the way the way people describe it how in the world could they raise to the level of genius and ingenuity to produce one of the world's greatest civilizations that has ever existed physically and 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 all their physical contributions and all their tangible and practical contributions if they were so so focused on intangible spooky afterlife non-existent places and death and and magic and all this other kind of stuff just just from a logical perspective so 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 i agree with you so it must be something else to that 
maybe these early Egyptologists had it not quite right when they try to describe the Egyptians as that. And so what I'm saying is that is that a lot of people when they focus on death and they only focus on the only reason why they describe Egypt Egyptians as focusing on death is because the terms that they found and yes. the, and the regalia around death. The but mm -hmm. but but hold on now. Could it be a way where uh society or civilization, right? Um the things that they produce, right? Um is because of their preoccupation with death. Like the more the, the, the more I create uh in this world will be my uh reward in the afterlife. Like it they, that's not the only civilization that thought in that manner, right? Because you you have the Vikings and stuff who believe that the the better they fought in war and and plundered the 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 more they would get in Havala or you know what I mean their afterlife yeah. concept. So from that aspect, right, you would say, well, if you so preoccupied with um what you're gonna get in the here after, and, and we don't even have to go that far. We can look at modern day religion, right? Um mm -hmm. far as wise Christians and Muslims, the ones that nowadays believe in a hereafter. They believe that their works and the things that they're doing is going to be counted, you know, in the afterlife. So a lot of the things that they do, they do with uh, the belief that they'll be rewarded in the afterlife. You dig what I'm saying? So if the Egyptians raised great monuments, right, um, like to, to, to bury people in, if they uh buried you with a whole bunch of gold and things then yeah that that is a preoccupation um with death because most of the things that you're doing in life is getting you towards death like you, you see what i'm saying well, like okay no, it, you it's, it's the, it, hold on it's the same it's the same recorded when somebody is born do you have do you have um the, the the same um religious regalia and ceremony around birth as you do around death that will show the 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 the, the real um dichotomy between the two and which 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 one they they show more attention to or which one that they're more preoccupied with if you have more ceremony and and uh and regalia regarding death than you do with uh birth then that shows or or the intermediary period with, with living period you see what i'm saying we see we know more well from what i did what i know i think that we know more about egyptians funerary egyptian funerary sacraments and things uh versus their uh birthing and their uh their life duration or, or what happened in between but you okay, can go so ahead and Boy. No, okay, so now nah, you made you made some good points. So so this is the thing about what you said. The reason why um we would know or we would appear it'll be a, it'll appear to know more about their funerary rites and things like that is because of what's called the the accumulation of information. Mm -hmm. Because when you're born in Africa and Egypt is no exception in in many communities in Africa when you're born you're considered a wild animal that has to be domesticated 
And so you're born as an animal, you are domesticated and you become a human, and then you are matured into a, into a divine being for, okay. for three, three stages. Okay. And even today, whether we, whether we, 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 um, characterize it like that or not, that's the exact same thing happens every day, all day. We experience that. If you, if you, if you let a child, if you, if, if you leave a child alone and don't parent your child and don't discipline your child, your child will grow up and be wild because a child uh, has to be domesticated. Now we don't like to call ourselves animals and we don't like to use the word domestication. We say teach and learn and train. We don't even say train really, but, but that's what has to happen. So through that process, at the end of your road, you, you're walking with a big basket of, of, of things as opposed to at birth, you, you're empty. So, so just by that natural organic process, you're gonna find more info and more things and more items at a person's finish line called death versus their starting line called birth. I agree. So, so that's, why, that's why we're not gonna see a whole bunch of things about birth, but yet at the finish line, they revisit the birth. And people may not be aware of this, but if you look at and see, I can't share my screen right now. But mm -hmm. if you look at the, um, if you pull up the judgment scene that everybody's used to, the the scales with the feather and the heart and all that kind of stuff, right? In mm -hmm. in either um, Hunefer's so-called Book of the Dead or Annie's Book of the Dead, those are the two most famous. In one of those, one or the other, you'll see the deceased person standing near the scales, but he's standing next to two other deities and these deities are deities of birth and destiny so they're present at his finish line death because mm -hmm. there, there's there's a uh, analysis done on your lifetime whether you lived up to your name one of the uh, birth goddesses is called Renanunet, which ties into a play on the word ren which means name because your name is a manifestation of your destiny what what were you born for? What did you come into this world to do? And so they're checking at death. Did you accomplish that? And so you have Shai, which is destiny or fortune. And then you have Renanunet. Then you have Meskinet, which is the birth goddess herself, which is another word for the, for the birthing bricks that women stood on and squatted to, to, to push you out of their womb. So these deities exist right there at your death scene. But a lot of people don't know that, um, that that's what's there. But the, but the, if you re, if you read the text, it's tell you right there in the glyphs. Okay. So, so reason I'm saying all of this is because scholars work fast to rush to judgment about the Egyptians because one they never studied uh, African cultures to have some kind of cultural context to place these Egyptians in. So so early Egyptology, and even all the way up to really recently, they 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 contain Egypt under the lens of of the middle east biblical uh abrahamic stuff lens and stuff that's how they viewed it from from ea wallace budge all the way to um all these other scholars um that's how they characterized the egyptians they 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 looked at it that way and and it was budge actually who who's tended towards the end of his career to to veer off away from that and start to say other things and this is this is why today a lot of scholars have beef with budge and say, you know, his, his works is outdated and, and not to get and stuff like that because he did not go with the status quo um, as he, as you know, he continued to do his work. But uh, the point I'm making is that this preoccupation with death 
may not be wholly accurate because what what do they consider the sister to death? What you say? What what do they consider the sister to death? Have have you heard that 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 phrase? Sleep. There you go. Sleep mm. is the sister to death. And mm. so and so although we we use the word sleep L S L E E P what are we trying to what are we describing really? When 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 a person is asleep, what state of mind are they in? Unconscious. There you go. You're unconscious. And and where you lay your head or where you sleep is where human beings are the most vulnerable. Where you eat and where you sleep. But more so where you sleep because you're unconscious, which means you're unaware of the the uh, real time world around you. That's why somebody could kill you. Somebody could do something to you while you sleep. People do practical jokes and everything like that. So you got to trust the people, fully trust the people where you sleep and lay your head at. Now, sleep is a sister to death. So this so-called afterlife, while you are alive, while you can enter the duat and get out of it, it's simply called sleep. But when you enter the duat and you do not return, it's called death. But still, that state of subconscious is the duat in either case. Hold on, what's the duat? The, the underworld, the, okay. the, 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 what people are calling the afterlife. So, 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 this, so the afterlife in Egypt is called the underworld. The duat, yes. Okay. The duat, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's translated as the underworld or afterlife. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is everybody enters this, 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 this state of existence or this, this place, figuratively speaking, every night when you're sleeping. And so they they had an understanding of the sleep process to where you you because remember they conceptualized the mind as not this homogeneous one thing they they broke down the mind into different components. This is where you get the words um, kat, ka, uh, ib, sahu, uh, ak, ba, and all and ren, and all these different words are are components of the mind. And and it's and today we will, we will put all that under psychology, and so and so each of these components had a responsibility and function to do something, and so while you're in this underworld of the duat or sleep, these things did their jobs and did whatever, and they described them while you're alive, and so the so-called book of the dead is a manual for the living, but it culminates in your death, and so it's buried with you. You know, is an ancestralization uh, manual for when you die, when you do not make that return. And, 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 and when you think about it, the only difference between a dead person and a person sleeping, if you were to physically observe them, if both, if both bodies were laying on their back with their face up and mouth closed, the only difference is that the person who is not truly breath, breath brown, they're not breathing. Yeah, yeah. The person who can get back up, they're they're breathing. But it it it's a mystery of some sort because both of them's mouths are closed. So where so what exactly is sustaining the life to allow that person to get up, whereas that person can't get up? So so they understood that that the breath or wind or air, which is what the Latin speakers picked up Spirit. and called spiritus, they saw that that entered the nose. And, and it's helped sustain life to cause people to come back out of the duat. And hence you have a, a, a daily resurrection 
dealing with spirits and here's where we enter so-called spirituality and so it's a it's a, it's a long thing so that's what i'm saying i i ain't trying to uh sound like i'm uh no good uh, bill good bill good bill i mean you gave a lot of understanding on um with uh egyptian concepts like we don't like a lot of us don't have those concepts we have the like i was raised muslim you dig what i'm saying so you know what i mean and i had a christian grandmother so I understand those concepts. You know what I mean? I, I really don't understand too much African um uh concepts of um you mm. know religious concepts. So okay, so are you as a as a as a growing up as a Muslim, you're you're familiar you're familiar with the uh Tasmia, right? Uh mm -hmm. law. Mm -hmm. And so if you were to break that down, and I'm only saying this will be the last thing, I'm only saying this because because there is some play, there's some interconnection there uh there going on as far as the concepts are. Uh, be ism, I would say bismillah, bismillah. Mm -hmm. right? But bismi, people just say it all together, but it's really be ism, which is by way of the name. Ism is name. So, be oh, hold on, say that again. Hold on. So, when, when people say bismi, Allah, mm -hmm. right? We 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 can we we combine it as one yeah, word. Yeah, we put all one word bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really be ism. So ism is the word for name. B is a, is a preposition to be to by way of. So 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 you're saying ikra bismirabika Allahu ahad or whatever. So you're saying ikra, which means read by way of the name of your sustainer, Allah. That which sustains you. And so and so and uh bismillah. So when you get to Arahman, Arahim, those are two words. That are, are two ends of the same stick. It's a right. word, it's a word for the womb. So you you enter the womb and you exit the womb, and so this womb represents this this state, this subconscious. Where you oh, where, hold on, where, where is you getting this concept from? The word, the word itself. Look 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 up the word um el rahmin or el rahman el rahim. They they oh. are names for um Allah. Like I know, but yeah, but 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 they translated as the yielder, the most merciful, right? El-Rahim or El-Rahman, El-Rahim. Mm -hmm. But when you look up the word itself, Rahman and Rahim, it means womb. It's the same word for the womb of a woman. Okay. And so it, there, 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 there's a conceptual connection there with, with you being sustained by this process of the womb and in Kemet this force this life force this this solar force that 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 is everywhere etc cetera, etc cetera, is swallowed and comes out is swallowed in the mouth and comes out the 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 vagina of a woman every day called Nut the starry sky of Nut swallows Ra the sun every night and then gives birth to him in the evening and then it is um, manifested by Kepper, the beetle. <clears throat> so I guess what I'm saying is that it's not far-fetched only because you said that you grew up as a Muslim. I'm saying right. the, the, these concepts are embedded, you know, embedded, uh, you know, in multiple different cultures by people. And I'm not saying it's copied or anything like that. I ain't, I'm not going there, but I'm saying, I'm saying back in the day in ancient times and stuff like that, these were very common principles and concepts that people were were dealing with 
No, no, I I, I can agree with that because I know I ain't crazy. Like I know that religion in that part of the world was layered upon layer upon layer. You know what I mean? It wasn't just given in one swoop like they be saying it is. You you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I got enough common sense to know or, you know what I mean, that it wasn't, you know, that it didn't come down in one book the way that they said, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was their old religious beliefs on top of a new religious belief on top of, you know what I mean? Because it's been argued that El Rahman was a, another God yeah. besides Allah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been heard that argument since I was a child. You dig what I'm saying? That, that's been brought up. You dig what I'm saying? That El Rahman was another whole God that the Muslims incorporated, you know what I mean, and combined with Allah, you know, right? And there's certain passages that you can read if you read it, if you deconstruct the text, you can actually see it. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, you it, it makes a lot of sense if, yeah, that, that I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just saying saying, you know, like people will just read or just recite, you know, the 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 uh you know Allah uh La ilaha illallah wah um and you know Muhammad was told to read by way of his sustainer, Rabika. Uh Ikra um was it Ikra Rabika? Yeah, Ikra. Go ahead. So, so you're saying that that's similar to the word "pause-wise," the Egyptian I'm concept saying, of the word bringing things into being. Like, what's the correlation? What I'm saying is that even in Islam, they 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 attribute Judaism, Christianity, Islam as being monotheistic, but yet this Allah character has 99 plus one attributes names. And so they, if you look in the history, those, those 99 attributes or names um, are said to come out of a set of about 360 de separate deities where you have El-Rahman, you know, the different uh, names. Right. Uh, El-Salim, El, El, um, Maliku, all, all the different names. Maliku, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. So, so, so you saying that, that because they supposedly had 360 gods before, Muhammad, you saying that those those were the different names because they never gave all of the names to the different deities. Exactly, but I'm saying they were uh, idols that they right, did, the did away with, but they attribute 99 names to this one being, Allah, who they say is Ahad, alone. So Allah, Allahu Akbar, he's the greatest, and Allah Ahad, he's alone. Mm -hmm. Partners, uh, la ilaha illallah, he, no partners has he. And Muhammad Rasulullah, so then they then they kick in that Muhammad is his uh, uh, messenger. Messenger. Mm -hmm. So, the what I'm saying is that what a, on the surface what appears to be totally different, like Islam is totally different, like one God, you know, Allah, Allah, right. Akbar, and all this other kind of stuff. But at the core, these these peoples had had these um, elements within their their uh, communities. Um, prior to the onset of this wave of, of quote unquote, mon what's being called monotheism. Right. Everybody share, even the Hebrews, they will admit that at one point, the Jews, even the characters in the Bible, 
worshipped or dealt with other gods. That's why their god is jealous. And, and oh, but they have they even have the different names in there along, you know what I mean? They have yeah. the different names of uh of the different deities that mm -hmm. they Shaddai, uh Shaddai, Adonai. Yeah, yeah, Adonai. yeah, yeah. They consolidated. Uh, I, I, I think Eliun, I, yeah. you know him, Eli, Eli. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, all those all those things. Yeah, but see the way they the way they packaged it and consolidated it, they all gave it attributes or names of the same God, not understanding mm -hmm. that, that these were a cascade of principles that, that governed a whole bunch of things. You know, so that's that's the thing. So so you know, when we talk about the afterlife, and I and I guess I that's a long way of me saying this. When people ask about the afterlife or bring up the soul. They are 99.9% .9 of the time coming from an Abrahamic lens, even though they don't practice one of those religions. It's, it's, it's a default setting because we grow up in a society that is, we're influenced by it. Definitely. I so, totally agree. So we have to stop and, 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 go, and go a different route, a fresh route, empty our cups. And when we do that, a lot of the naysayers or people who are lazy, who don't put in the work, they will accuse us of being fringe or try to sensationalize and say we're Afrocentric or Afro this. Yes. When, when all we're doing is putting it in a context within the African experience. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to do. So we can't be deterred by people who do that. And that's the only reason why, you know, I brought that up earlier. Yeah, but that's that's why I was that's why I'm always willing to sit down and listen because you you gotta know what you don't know. Yeah, you know I mean you get you you have to have some understanding. And that's what, you know, I be, I, I was trying to slow X down because he got to get to a point to know when he don't know something. Like, even if you don't, even if you think somebody is wrong, you should just let them talk. You know what I'm saying? Let, let them be wrong. You feel me? Because you don't even have the, the, the knowledge, right, to even be able to tell them when they wrong if you haven't read the material. You just going off of a hunch or or you you feel me? Like he already believe that you're wrong and whatever you say he'll start arguing. Like obviously you read the text, the Egyptian text. So it's nothing that I can say to you about I got to let you talk in order for mm -hmm. me to be able to get into the conversation. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I got to yeah. let you tell me what the Egyptians thought, first off, right? In order for me to get in the conversation, because I never read you, their religious understanding. So once you have to give me the religious understanding for me to actually have an understanding somehow of what they actually believe. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And, and, to, to even formulate my argument. Right, and, and you're right, and but what happens, you're absolutely right, but a lot of times what happens is in that process, a person will not put in the work, and then they'll go off, they'll go off and look stuff up, whether it's in real time or, or later on, and then come back, still haven't put in the work, but then they'll just take the words of other people and then- Just trying to support their argument. You, that, right, so, like, so what, yeah. they, what they end up doing is what Christians do, They'll they'll have a conclusion already, and then they'll go look for something that supports the conclusion. Support, right? And that's why I asked X the first question I asked him is when I came on, I asked him, "Is your mind made up about 
the element thing. And if it was, I just, I just going to end the conversation because there's no, I mean, you, you can't talk to somebody whose mind is already made up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, so I felt that he could possibly change um, his mind. So he leave a little open. So I, so I said, you know, gave him the concept of new. He don't, he admitted he don't understand that. I asked him another concept or something. He said he don't understand that. So I'm like, well, well, in this conversation, you, you're falling short. Like you're, 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 you have the discrepancy that I'm, you know, or the deficit, I should say, I have stuff to give you. Now, I don't mean I don't want you to, uh, to believe me, but I'm here to help. And I'm going to guide you to some information, look up this, look up that and whatever. So that's why I gave those books. Uh, and by the way, uh, I'm going to mention again, the um, book of knowing the transformation of Ra and overthrowing of a pep. Uh, that is a, that is a critical text to the Egyptians understanding of their uh, cosmogony or cosmogony, which is the generation cosmogony or cosmogony is a word that means the generation of order or systems because order is a system. And so how the Egyptians perceive how, how order came into existence or the generation of it is contained in this book. And so Ma'at is, is, is considered law, right? And so when people ask, ask earlier about supernatural and you look at the definition of supernatural, it is outside the laws of nature. Well, Ma'at is at the very cusp and foundation of existence that nothing exists outside of it because you have to have, have an anchor in law in order for existence to sustain itself. And so we have this, this, this thing, this sustained thing that the Latin speakers picked up and called spiritus. So, so like, um, do you play an instrument? No. Okay. Well, like, let's say on a piano, like anybody that knows, anybody that plays a piano, they know that on a, on a regular piano, they have what's called a sustain pedal. And if you put your foot, if you mash down the sustain pedal and hit a keynote, the note will keep playing. It'll, it'll keep playing. You know, they hit it and it'll go, Doom, it'll keep, keep playing. It's a sustain pedal, sustains the note. So, what sustained a, a certain configuration for a long for an extended period of time was called the ka or the, the spirit, where they translated spiritus. And it's it's metaphorically likened to the wind or breath. And then the and then you had another word, soul, which which is really the same word. Anime to animate, spiritus and, and soul are really related words conceptually. And so this sustaining of life is what they focused on. But uh, uh, that's combining Greek philosophy with it, though. No, no, no. I, I, I was just, I was just saying that the the term today we use we use the word spirit today by way of the Greeks. Right. But if we were to like people say spirituality, mm-hmm. if if we were to get creative and funky with it, if if we had to kind of overlay that with Egyptian you know, a close comparison Egyptian, we would say kaology. Because because the, the ka part of this structure, this hierarchy that they had, was responsible for the sustainment of this configuration that we call you. And 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 they call that your personality. And so your personality is a result of the sustaining of this of this um uh body of energy, for lack of a better word. And then there's another part of you called the kaibit or kaibit, which is literally the shadow of something. So, so you know, it's the sunshine and the shadow of an object. 
that shadow is called the kaibit, but it's used metaphorically to talk about that part of you that causes you to move. The 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 animated part of you. Yeah, yeah, the, the part that anim animates you. Yeah, they call it the animal you. So the kaibit is the animal you. The ka is the sustained portion of that 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 produces your personality. And and that's what that's what interacts with other entities, and that's what we see. And throughout your lifetime, your ka changes configuration, and we call those different personalities. So when you're little, you have you know one set of personality, and then as you get older, you'll have different personalities. And your personalities are are labeled by another aspect of you called the Ren, which is the name. That's why you get a nickname when, you, when you're little, they call you Junebug or Shorty because the way you act. And then when you get older, they may call you a different name because you act different when you're older or, right. or in your job. So the, these names and all this, see all these things are interconnected, you know? And so when we talk about the afterlife, when they say the Egyptians believed in the supernatural or the afterlife, they understood that the cut, which is the physical cellular body, the physiological human body that rots, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't, that's, that's rotting. That's going to um, uh, fertilize um, and, and, and dissipate and go into some other uh, things that rots. That's your, that's your body. And the cot is spelled in the glyphs is spelled with a fish. And the reason why the fish is used to spell that word is because fish, when fish die, it has a very strong, bad odor. And the same thing happens to human bodies. Uh, anything decaying smells very, very bad. And so, and so the word cot is spelled with a glyph, it's determined with the glyph of a fish, a rotten fish, or you don't, you can't tell it's rotten in the glyphs, but it's a fish. That decays. But then there's other elements of you that do not decay. And they, and they function. And they function beyond the decaying of that cot part of you. And so it's not an afterlife as if, as if it's spooky and all this other kind of stuff. It's, 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 you know, they, they break it down and express it in this way. And so, so like I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being brief, even though I'm, I'm trying to just touch on a couple of these things, just enough so people can understand that it's not what the, what people are interpreting from these Egyptologists and stuff like that. But it is though, I feel you because it's deep. You feel me? And just because it's deep don't mean it's, it's not supernatural. Just because it's a, just because the explanation of the thing might be different from the Judeo-Christian framework doesn't mean that it's still not supernatural. It might not be supernatural in the Egyptians' understanding of the natural, you feel me? But in our understanding of the natural, it will be considered supernatural. Okay, so- You see what I'm saying? Okay, so yeah. I see exactly what you're saying because you explained it a hundred percent where I get it in their framework for how they frame the, their natural world, their concept of their natural world that, you know what I mean, that the what we would call gods and stuff existed in this closed system with us and created it and sustained it along with themselves. I okay. get it. Right. So, yeah. So, 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 but with our understanding, right, of supernatural things, we would still consider their understanding of what happens after death, that there's something that exists after death, right? 
that there is a transcendent part of you that exists after death, that will be called supernatural to us. And I think that's the main thing. And that's why I started, uh, you, and you're right, and that's why you start the conversation off with a working definition. Right, so that's always, what we should have did in the beginning. Right, so, so, so now let's take what you just said. So if you are a member of a society of people that look at the human being as a homogeneous entity of of cells and and organs and all this and that mm -hmm. then, then death is it like when 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 that when that body starts to decay and no longer move and no longer responsive and stuff like that then mm -hmm. your your concept is not going to allow you to to even think beyond that or even probe or even ask any questions because that's all you know so so this is why i started i started off earlier a long time ago, I said the Egyptians did not look at the human being as this homogeneous entity. It looked at the, hum the human being is a composite of entities. And so there's a there's a portion of this entity that does not exist beyond, quote unquote, death. But then there's portions of this entity that that lives while all parts are, are intact and functional. And while while other parts become um, dysfunctional, there there are parts of that that still function. So so it's almost it's almost like this: like if you're driving your car, and let's say your brakes give out, they become dysfunctional, but yet you can still turn your engine on. You, you can still run your car. Right, because one part is broke doesn't mean that the other. I agree. Now, so. And this might be something else, but if it's a part of me that will that's that's transcended after death, that exists after death, right? That doesn't die when my physical body dies, right? Mm -hmm. Was that part in existence before my physical body came into existence? Yes. And and so and so and so death. That cot part of us, and I'm and I'm just speaking from from the conceptualization from Kemet. Kemet, right? That cot part of us, it's it's ebb and flow, it's birth, it's maturity, it's it's um it's rising, it's maturity, and it's decline that we call death. That life cycle, the cot is what creates cycles. It it creates these these separations in existence that we call these life experiences. And so like, for example, if, if you were to stare at a clock and never took your eyes off a clock and never blinked, if, if, if you were able to do that, the, the clock, and I'm talking about a regular analytical clock, the clock will look like it's not moving to you. Mm -hmm. The moment you break that, that staring contest with the clock, you break away and you look away for a while and you let some time go by, and then you look back at the clock, then you'll notice and be aware of movement. And so if we had a, if we had an unbroken continuum, nothing would really move and we would have no experience. So, so, so this breakage in this continuum is what gives us experience. And this is what's, what, what is called life. You have a difference between living and life. You know, living is like, um, well, life is, 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 you know, you just have 
the opportunity to move and so on and so forth. Living is actually um, engaging in the experience while you're alive. And so there's a there's a difference. And I'm trying to play a semantic thing, but but it was actually seen as something slightly different. And so what we call life and death, you got birth and we and we segmented birth and then we got death. Mm -hmm. So both birth and death are 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 gateways to separate this experience of of these other components like i said the human beings is a composite of things to separate the experience the experiential part of these other components you know and so this is something that today we have less understanding of because you know we call it metaphysical we call it spooky and stuff like that but the closest the closest discipline that speaks mm -hmm. is psychology yeah i agree I, I, this sound more uh more, more of a um type of psych uh like it's more psychological than it is and and it's religious to the point like no no matter what no matter what we say it is it was their religion it was their religious belief right and their philosophy and their understanding of of these things like um a certain way how a Christian understands life after death. Now we like the Egyptians had their understanding of it. It doesn't mean that it's rooted in in reality. You feel me? It's just what they believed. It was something that they worked out. It makes them feel better. You know what I mean? Or it gives them an understanding or a coping mechanism to deal with uh death. I, I think um I read somewhere before about the psychology of death that um most all religion and stuff was trying to deal with and help man cope with death. You know what I mean? Like that that was one of its main uh preoccupations for us while religion it was it was it was to help man deal with the trauma of death because we was a species that could see our mortality. You dig what I'm saying? Like other other uh, animals don't have to deal with that as a conscious part of their reality. But far as wise human beings, for the most part, we're conscious of our mortality. You dig what I'm saying? So a lot of our mind is going to deal with or going or, or is going to be preoccupied uh, with that reality that we're going to die, and then the unknown of that. You know what I mean? It's, it's actually scary. Like, I don't care how much you think you know or what you believe about God or whatever, it's still the unknown. You dig what I'm saying? And we know that we're all going to meet that at some point. We know our mortality. So mostly all religion had to deal with that in some aspect. So it was almost like a, a medicine or um, um, like, like, like a... a you know, a word that I'm looking for it was like a, a, like like a psycho. Uh, it, it was medicine to, like to, to deal with that like trauma, uh -huh. like medicine or comfort. You know, like it, 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 exactly. So a lot of the things that you're explaining to me is you're explaining, you know, a hyper the the Egyptians, um, um hyper uh explanation 
you dig what I'm saying, of that preoccupation with death. Like they're really explaining it in, in modes that um that talks about the consciousness, um, um, even when it's not conscious and you know, comparing sleep to it and you know what I mean? Like that's let me, let me let me let me tell you this. It wasn't it wasn't until very recent that modern scholars thought that dreams mm -hmm. that all your dreams happen happen in in <clears throat> excuse me in that brief amount of time from you excuse me <coughs> dang I want to talk so much my throat <clears> throat> but um <laughs> not until modern times <clears throat> that scientists thought that dreams took place the moment that you started to wake up until you were fully awake so so if it if it took you like so it was a state of consciousness it, no like like in other words if it if it took you 30 seconds to wake up to wake up that whole dream happened within them 30 seconds yo 30 seconds. Hold, hold on i told yo that makes sense though right because the other night i was dreaming and my girl told me right she was like when i woke up she was like yo you just because I remember talking in my dream and she said, yo, that was just like that. It just happened. But it was a long, I thought I was having a whole conversation with somebody. Yeah. You feel me? But so she, she was up, she was up while I was doing it. Right. And I was in the process of waking up. And I remember because I knew I was dreaming because I was dreaming about somebody who was dead. And in this dream, I was fully conscious that that person was dead. You dig what I'm saying? While right. I'm talking to him, now right? Mm -hmm. And my girl, like, when I woke up, my girl, like, yo, you was just talking to my aunt, Kathy. She was like, you was just talking to Kathy in your dream. You had said her name, right? And I'm like, yeah, I was talking to her. She was messing with me. She was on the steps. She was like, no, yo, you was, you had just fell asleep. Because I was, I was actually having my tablet up, and YouTube was on, and she was like, "Yo, you was laying here woke, and then you woke, and then you like dozed off, and you woke right back up." But I thought I had this long, you dig what I'm saying? Oh, but it was yeah. in the duration of this, so that actually got some um, validity to it. But up, but now what you what you explain is kind of the reverse of what I what I'm saying is that uh, scientists don't no long they know that that's not true anymore okay. that was that was the old thinking um in the early 1900s or so or whatever the case is matter of fact um for those who are listening if you mm. uh, a very interesting documentary on netflix is called um the mind explained it's a it's a four-part series uh four or five part series and they and they talk about dreams in one episode they talk about psycho psychedelic drugs in in, in another episode and the effects of it of it on the mind they talk about, um, you know, all these different aspects. It's really, 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 really interesting. It's, it's like the latest, uh, you know, information about uh, today's understanding of the mind and stuff like that. It's called The Mind Explained. It's on, it's on Netflix. But, and on this thing, you know, that's when they said, you know, they go through the history of, of understanding the mind and dreams. And, they, and they, people thought that dreams took place like in a 30-second window, but now they understand the different uh, brain states, the gamma, the alpha, theta, delta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't. This studies only down here at um, 
John Hopkins, I think they do it every year. Yes, we, yes. We have a, a hospital here called John Hopkins in Maryland, in yep. Baltimore, and they yep. do a lot of the research, but... Um, I think they actually mentioned um, John Hopkins. John Hopkins. So, so but, but check the... It, it makes sense because like it's different levels of sleep, yes. right? So yes. they they can actually predict when a person is dreaming yep. by which level of sleep they in. Now mm -hmm. in the deep sleep, they say people don't dream. So in that in that part where you just fall asleep or in the middle of waking up, like yeah. which, whichever spectrum you on. That could be where the dream is actually when that mind is waking up or not fully sleep yet. Because well, no. when that mind, go ahead. What they what they showed is that when a person first falls asleep, the body is going through a a a a, a systematic shutdown, mm -hmm. and, so, and so they the brain uh, stops firing, everything slows down, the brain becomes quiet, and then out of nowhere, after some time goes by the brain lights up like a bulb and, oh. and, and, and it wakes up. And then a lot of different neuro neurological pathways start to interact with each other and so on and so forth. Then later on another stage today, you know, we know it is REM sleeping where you have rapid eye movement, eye movement. Mm -hmm. where, where you are literally living out some kind of, of events in, in your mind, but then there's a hormone, there's a chemical in your body that secretes while you're sleeping that that paralyzes you so that you don't physically act out your dream. And so and so this is why people who have a, who have a dysfunctional hormone that whatever that hormone or chemical is when it's when it's dysfunctional, people sleepwalk and they move and they fight and they toss and turn in their bed. But but a normal healthy person uh, is a chemical that prevents you from moving. The only thing that moves is your eyes. And so, and so you, your eyes move back and forth and up and down. You had this slight mm -hmm. blinking, blinking. That's, that's where all that stuff comes from. And they explain it. They explain it on here. But, uh, but, but the reason, I, the reason I, I bring this up is because the average human being is sleep for, for a third of its life or his or her life. And for how long? A third. A third of your life is spent, is spent in sleep, in this sleep state. Eight eight hours is the is the average uh, human uh, sleep time a night, and there's only twenty four hours in a day, and three times eight is twenty four. So that's that's one third a chunk a third of your twenty four hour day is spent sleeping. And so as you grow up, let's say you live to be eighty years old, that means one third of eighty is about twenty seven twenty six years. I was sleep. Yeah, you were. You Get were, the fuck out of here. No, it's, it's you you were asleep for those 26 years if 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 of course not all at one time but if you it's just crazy to imagine that though you know what i'm saying like I, mm -hmm. I, I got children who ain't even live that long like they i'm still sleeping right <laughs> whatever but the reason why i'm bringing this up is because sleep is a is a is underrated today whereas in ancient times it preoccupied the minds of a lot of people because sleep was a was a was a, a huge thing. It was like a third of your life was spent sleeping. And so so without the instrumentation that we have today and all the all the you know advances we have today, ancient people tried to to understand it. 
you know what I'm saying? And so, and so they made parallels with the living conscious states with this whole, this sleep state. And then, you know, so, so I'm just adding on to this whole underworld. Um, sleep is the sister to death type of thing. Uh, the duat, the afterlife and all these things and how, how you come back from that state on a daily basis. But in your larger clock, you're going to die eventually and not make it back. And so these are these are just all concepts we have a you know understanding today differently. But ancients probed this kind of stuff. They didn't you know they didn't have it all um, figured out and all the means of confirming or falsifying stuff like that. But they had inferences. They had their yeah. questions yeah. and and the way that they dealt with these things because, mm -hmm. because if 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 death was so such a beautiful thing then, you know, more, more people would have been committing suicide. They'd just, be, they'd just be like, all right, well, if death is all this, man, and I got to work and I don't feel like working, I might as well just kill myself right? and, and get to the finish line faster. You yeah. know? So, so, so it wasn't always about that. It, it, you know, it wasn't about dying. It, it, was, it was about going through this maturation process of animal, human, deity. You're born an animal. You're domesticated to become a human. And then you're elevated to to a deity or ancestralized, and that ensured your longevity to to um, continue for whatever that was. Mm. But they were not expecting to come back uh, in the physical body. There's nobody in Egypt that ever saw somebody walk up out of that grave. That's why they sealed them. And 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 think and think about it. We're not supposed to even know what we know about Egypt. What, what we know about Egypt is coming from the graves that were supposed to remain sealed. Think about that. The coffin text, the, um, the, the book of the underworld, all, the, all, those, all those underworld texts, they're, they're in tombs. They weren't supposed to be um, read. They weren't supposed to be um, uh, broken into and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So, so we got to really think about all this stuff. It was, it was part and parcel of the culture itself for the living. But so, so they would have to have had, um, wrote these things down, uh, before they, uh, put them in tombs. So it, it, more than likely it was a part of books and different hymns and stuff that just didn't come down to us. No, that's or, not. That, that, that's what I'm saying. It was it was part of their their life, their living life. Right. It just it just gets summarized and culminated into people's tombs as a as a finish line marker of of their the end of their uh, cycle. Mm -hmm. And but what I'm saying is that we're not even supposed to know that technically. Like if if those graves were 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 um, somehow sealed physically to where we could not penetrate them. We would, mm -hmm. not, we would not know all the stuff that we know. It was it was it was in the living consciousness and psyche of the people that who are alive. Not not so much um in and in these these uh temples and things. You you ever you ever see a tombstone um and grave markers with uh biblical um inscriptions and stuff on them, right? You seen them. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. Now after all our paper and stuff is destroyed in these hard drives 
and everything that we keep the Bible and stuff on, if um, another uh, society arises 2,000 years from now, they can go through our graveyards and read the tombstones and get uh, some sort of understanding of some of the things that we believed religiously. But they can't then go behind that and say that that was left just for the dead. Like we didn't have thousands of fun, thousands of books written to read in our lifetime about these biblical passages and religious passages that we um, etched on the tombstone. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they, they had to have this in the framework of their, it, it just didn't come down to us because antiquity, because time has passed so long. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah. it, it, right. it, it'd be crazy for us to say right now that that was just only for the grades. You know what I mean? Like, nah. For example, and I know we gotta go. It's almost for the bingo. <laughs> but, right, but this always stuck with me, right? Um, the Planet of the Apes with Charleston Heston, right? Oh, the old school. Back, yeah, back in the day when I watched it, right? He didn't know that he had came to Earth thousands of years later right, because he was an astronaut, right? Mm -hmm. He only knew this, that he was on Earth, right, that he landed on Earth in the future at the end, right? Because he was going down the beach, right? And he seen the Statue of Liberty in the sand. Mm -hmm. And that's when he realized, right, and then it goes off that he had went forward in time and landed on Earth, right? So that brought me to the to the to the understanding of is a lot of things about ancient society that we don't understand. Like, and you hit on a lot to tonight about it, right? Because we'll look at a statue and automatically think that that's a god, right? And be totally, we could be totally misinformed about it, right? The same way if a society 3,000 years from now come and look at our ruins and they see the Statue of Liberty, they think that we worship that, that that was a god or something, right? They'd take that completely out of the framework that we, you know, had for it, right? Yeah. The same way we look at ancient statues and we say, well, that's a god. They worshiped and they prayed to that. We fully don't know that. You dig what I'm saying? And, and you hit a lot on that tonight with explaining their customs. And I don't think architect understood like, yo, I actually can read the, the shit now. I can read it. So a lot of the things that they saying, I can put it into proper context away from your, your, your uh, Judeo-Christian understanding the things i can take it out because i can actually read it so it, it makes sense like a lot of the, the shit that but now, you check, now check this out being able to read it is is only one level of it because because even like for example let's say you wrote on a piece of paper um i got butterflies in my stomach 
right? Yeah. Now, right. I now, get, I got you. Now I don't I don't know English yet. So you so would I, think it was actually flies in my the, the insect in my stomach. No, but hold up, but he, but here's the process. So so you wrote yeah, that down on, on a piece of on a piece of notepaper, right? And yeah. then then I find it. I, I got it, but I don't I don't understand English yet. So then I go off and learn English and then I come back and pull out your note and now I can read it. It's right. Sheffron like, okay, said, I got butterflies in my stomach. So just because I can read it doesn't mean I have I I have the other part to to look at the reality behind that metaphor. That's a metaphor. And so and so in my mind, even though I can read it, I I may still initially think that that you ate a bunch of butterflies. Right. So so this is the analogy I always give to my students is that early Egyptologists, although they learned decipher the language and learned how to read some text they still missed the boat on the realities behind a lot of the figurative expressions so so they take things a little out of context a little literal when it shouldn't be and so on and so forth it's understood because they didn't they didn't have the, the key so if i didn't know any better i would do the same thing about that i would think man this guy's crazy he eating some butterflies not knowing that you gave a metaphor for nervousness that's all mm -hmm. you all you are conveying is that you're nervous. You know what I'm saying? So I have to do more work to figure that part out. And so this is what I'm encouraging people to do. Go to step one, learn the language, read it, then start that journey to, to gain the realities behind the symbolisms and the figure to speech. So I'm going to give you an example. So, so let's just use um, Heru because everybody knows Horus or Heru, right? So mm -hmm. Heru is depicted as a human being with a falcon head. Now we know we should have at least enough sense to know that the Egyptians never believed that 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 a, any human had a oh the, we we should have some common sense to know that that the Egyptians did not literally believe that. Um, uh, you know, a human being had a, a falcon head, you know, half human, half falcon. So, so immediately we should understand that that is a, a symbol or some kind of stand in for some, some kind of reality. Now, to be brief, I'm only going to explain one, but it's a, it's a, it's a whole bunch of, of things that that represents. But one is that everybody should know is kingship. Heru represents the institution of kingship and everything that comes with it. So Heru represents the human being's ability to coordinate, the human being's ability to manage, to be able to consolidate, and to be able to administrate, um, to be a boss, to be a, a leader, um, somebody who, who can see multiple things, connect them together to make them work together for the whole, all these different attributes that are embodied in a king. But Heru governs that, all those types of things. So that's one example. And I'm gonna give another example. Um, let's look at uh, Sekhmet for the, for, the, for the sisters, for the women out there. Sekhmet is a lioness deity. She is considered the, the daughter of Ra, one of, one of Ra's eyes. And so there's a story about the destruction of mankind where and I'm just going to paraphrase and, 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 and give a, a short version of it. Ra is, is chilling, sleeping, 
and human beings are disturbing his sleep. So he gets tired of it. He gets aggravated. So he, he wants something done about it. So he sends his daughter Sekhmet down to where the humans are over to the city where the humans beings are being so loud and, and noisy. And he wants her to handle that business. So she goes over to the humans and she starts killing, killing them. The ones that was making noise, but in killing them, they were spilling blood. And she got so bloodthirsty, she was drinking the blood. She got so bloodthirsty that she started killing everybody. And so Ross got wind that she was killing everybody. So he was like, hold up, man. I ain't expect you to be killing everybody. So then he turned the blood into wine. Sound a little familiar. But he turned the blood into wine to get her to, to, get her to become intoxicated and pass out so, so, so that she could tame her rage and then come back to him. And so that's what happens. So she comes back to him, everything calms down, and then humanity is saved. Now, that's how the myth tells the story. And I, and I paraphrase it, you know, I'm, I'm giving a real, real short and skinny version. But what one of the things that that represents, because Sekhmet is the patroness deity over medical physicians, doctors, again, we talked about this earlier, she is the deity over all of the doctors. Now, the reason, one of the reasons why is because, one, the meaning of her name deals with power, a certain kind of power. And then, two, because that myth is, is metaphorically or figuratively attached to the way the body wards off invasions and germs and um, viruses. So what happens is when the human body is invaded and disturbed, that life force, which, represented, which is represented by Ra, that life force in you is disturbed by invaders, your body sends white blood cells or sends different things to attack it. And in the process of attacking it, your body overheats. We call it a fever. And here's the solar aspect of, of segment. She raged, she became outraged. And so instead of, the, instead of your body handling just the invaders, it starts to kill off the invaders and healthy cells. And so you have to take a drug to tame the fever. You have to break the fever by taking a drug and calm it down and bring your body back to a holistic um, balancement. And so, and that's what physicians do for human beings which is why she governs the, the aspect of medicine and, 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 and um, medical doctors. So you see what I'm saying? So, so not only are we supposed to learn to read these texts, we have to therefore go and look at the realities and piece it all together. And it's multiple. I'm just, I'm just giving one out of many examples for each of these deities. The deities are not a one-for-one. One. Like Heru just don't go govern kingship. Sekhmet don't just do what I just said and Het Heru and Ma'at and all these other things. That's why they have so many epithets because they govern multiple as aspects of, of existence and different layers of life uh, from the personal to the communal to the environmental to the cosmic. You know, it's multiple layers and it's spread. It's spread on the x-axis and the y-axis. And so we have to understand it. So it's a lot to learn. So that, this is why I don't engage in these, in these little silly debates and stuff to people who who not at least willing to put in that work. And so that's, that's why, you know, my tolerance is a little short these days because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to say. And you've got to be careful because everything I'm saying 
can sound uh just spooky to to people who are not even gonna put that work in. That's why I'm trying to give give just some common sense things and just scratch the surface with a couple of things. At least people could look it up. You know, look 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 a couple of these things up so they don't think that I'm out there uh spooking things out. But if they don't, you know, people don't believe me, you know, I, I could show them if they got time. Give me the time. Don't try to interrupt me. I could show them text and read it and follow along. But then you got people like, I don't believe you can read it. I don't believe whatever. I'm like, all right, well, then bring, bring your scholar with you then. Bring your teacher. You know what I'm saying? And then have them explain this. Why, why is it that Kepler the beetle is, why is the sun? Like if you, if, if you picture the sun and Kepler beetle uh, together in your mind, people think that the beetle is pushing the sun through the sky, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's my understanding. But that's not true. The, the, uh, the beetle... That? That's a... Uh, <laughs> um, the, the oh, sorry about that, yeah. The, the, the beetle is not pushing the sun through the sky. Because beetles do not push the dung ball with their front paw, with their front um, legs. They push the dung ball with their hind legs. And if you look at the artwork, the ball is not in the back of them, it's in the front of them. So what is that, what is that visually trying to convey? It's trying to convey what the word Kepper means, which means becoming or coming into existence. So, so the beetle is trying to manifest the sun, not push it. It is manifesting the sun. And so that's the symbol of evolution, the, the manifester, or and, and some people say the creator. They translate Kepper as a creator. Some people say it's evolution to evolve and, or, or come into being and all those other kinds of uh, things. So, and I'm just giving these examples because it's not just about reading, you know, literally. Like I, I can, I know what this word means. The unk means the unk, uh, you know, and this means that we have to we have to go a lot further. So it's a, it's a lot it's a lot to know a lot to learn, and 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 learning the language is the first step, and that's a big step. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I know um, I don't know if that's a true number. We got people watching, but but I know us uh, almost it's three thirty. So I'm, I'm trying to see yeah. everybody in chat. See everybody winding down. Ck, you still with us? Ck, probably. Uh, oh yeah, I'm here. I've just been oh. listening, and enjoying the conversation with y'all. Oh, okay. And it's really awesome for people to actually have an actual conversation instead of interrupting people every five seconds, especially after you've been waiting for 40 minutes to an hour, like Reggie did, to speak. And then when you finally get a chance to speak, you get cut off. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to scan the, the chat because, you know, I know a lot of times in these conversations, see, I don't, I don't, I don't have these conversations very often because because um, each a lot of things I brought up, it deserves its own like full blown conversation, mm -hmm. and and so when people are all over the place asking multiple questions, it's really not that they're not really listening. They're quick to respond and jump to conclusions. Right. When a lot of times their answer or their question rather will be answered by just listening. If they just chill out, right. Yeah, yeah. Let somebody get it out, you can get the answer, but yeah. we yeah. get jumping around. I, I mean, hopefully, I doubt that X will go back and listen to any of this. But nah, even if you, you know, I mean, it. Mm. it would be just better if 
you know, like if you are talking or whomever else is talking, you know, let them say what they need to say. And then, hey, if you disagree with some of the stuff that they're saying, then, hey, once they're done talking, hey, you know, there's a couple of things that you said that I felt like I needed to bring up that I disagree with you on. Yeah. So when you keep cutting the person off, like something that would have took them five minutes to say. Right. Ends up taking 30 minutes. And then you start another argument in the middle of the one that you're trying to clear up. Yeah. You start and going then three off on more arguments start up. Just let the person talk. If they wrong, let them be wrong. You, you'll have more. You'll have more to debunk them if you just let them talk. If, yeah. if they're wrong, you feel me? Let them go ahead and put their foot all the way in the mouth. In the, in the mouth. <laughs> and that's, that's and that's why I always say that that like um when people if people are at home and they're on these platforms, you should always have a little um sticky notepad or something and a pen. Yeah, maybe. I do. So you can write down some points and let people just say what they say and then address it. I mean, you know, I always do that. You know, so um, but I'm saying I was saying that some people just just look to um be adversarial so i was saying even if i i feel now this is just my opinion i feel that even if x were to come back and listen to everything that i said since he left that he'll be listening with with a uh, motive to try to um discount be argumentative with you next time you see him and be and be um adversarial instead of taking time out because i mean there's no way around it i mean i i i can't understand and i can't deal with a person who just wants to argue and win an argument, which is clearly evident by the brother giving us a, a source that he himself did not even read. Man, I was dying. I'm so glad I had my mic muted. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't. I think I was loud as hell. And then, then see, not, not, not only is that crazy, but it's even more crazy when after he's called out on that, he still tries to justify it and explain it. I'm like, man, dude, you might as well give up, give that one up. Now, what was worse is that he tried to segue the conversation to something else because Unc got in the middle. And then so he tried to come for Unc. And it's like, no, nah, that's why I said so. That's why I said, no, nah, we need to stay on topic. Right. We and need to stay on topic. And I, I have the book they show. That's that's what's funny. A lot of people show, show these sources. And I can tell when somebody read it or not, because I got them. Like, I, I've been doing this for quite a while, man. And I got a lot of books that I've read. Like, I really read these things, you know, because you got you got to see what the other side of the argument is. You can't you can't be um, discriminate. You can't just because a white author or she's a female author or a Christian person writing about Egypt. You can't like discard that stuff. You got to read everything. And I read everything. I haven't read everything, but I read everything I can get my hands on. You know what I'm saying? And hey, and if somebody want to donate to my um to my book collection, I can give you a list of, list of books <laughs> that I'm looking to get and whatnot. But uh yeah, man. So I know I know some of the things I said sound sound like you know a little out there, and that's understandable because I don't really um go into these subjects until I at least see people uh put in the effort in to try to learn at least the language because you can engage the culture, you know, uh, without that people just blowing steam and a lot of people got something to say egypt is a hot is a is a uh what do you call it uh, uh most often talked about subject matter and man about 80 percent of the conversations are really just garbage 
people people trying to make the the eye of raw eye of heru the pineal gland horus and offset lactose and lactate um uh you know <laughs> say Egypt has flying saucers and this and that they had electrical uh, electrical energy and electricity and you know light bulbs and stuff all these kinds of things man um they say they were preoccupied with this and you know it's just not as as people explain it but now on the flip side egypt is not this holy roly um holy roly perfect you know civilization and stuff it definitely had its ups and downs its problems it's it's uh you know hiccups and and all that good stuff um but even with that it it has a lot it represents you know the best of the best uh, during that time you know like for example the egyptians at one point believed that the nile river the source of the nile river was underground like it came from under the ground not in the mountains you know a lot of people don't know that i don't know if y'all still there yeah we still we're listening to you oh okay would you prefer we interrupt you every five seconds (laughs) no 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 (laughs) the screen uh just switched up so so yeah um yeah, they 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 believe that the Egyptian, you know, source of the Nile, happy, came from underground, and that um, Kanum, the 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 Potter deity, was a gatekeeper for this, you know, and stuff. And so, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot to to know and learn. Like there's people who today who are still so lazy. They talk about Egypt so much, but yet they don't still learn the language and everything. That they will switch from being a Christian. And believe and and not believe in God created man from from dirt, and then broke uh took a rib and formed woman and all that. They'll 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 dog that out all day, but then on the other hand, they'll say Kanum created man from the Potter's wheel, and some mm. clay. And I'm like, what's the difference? Same story, different culture. Or let me rephrase, similar ish story, different culture. Right, because to form man from from dust and and dirt, it's the same thing. Clay is dirt dust and whatever it's a form of dust and everything so the so egyptians, a little bit of bias going on there yeah the egyptians didn't believe that that probably would i mean think about it. just think of the common sense logic how can you shape a human being on a potter's wheel you know a potter's wheel is made to rotate in a circle you can only make objects that are symmetrical and and don't have limbs you can't form a human being that has two legs that are split from one one another and two arms and five fingers and all this and that from a a rotating wheel that's only made for 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 things that 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 are you know circular like like pots and stuff so so that's not literal like anybody that says that is really crazy you know and the key a lot of it is in the names of the deities and in the myth the myths that they're written in, because the myths define who they are and what they do. Kanum is a is a um is the builder, the fashioner, and he's the one that fashions the um two components of a human being that is that is um put inside the womb of the mother to give birth. And these are these are the aspects of, of the human being, the major aspects, and it's the difference between. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna end with this. So Sheffron, we were talking. You still there? I think Sheffron already left. I'm still here. 
Okay. I think Nahisi is here too, but he's just not saying anything. Nahisi, Nahisi probably in that in that Nahisi got a uh, got the best job, man. He's Nahisi probably at work. Um, what was I gonna say? Okay, so there's an aspect of you, right, that answers to I, and it's the it's the entity, it's it's the part of you that has this conversation in your in your mind. Everybody talks to themselves inside their mind, right? And mm-hmm. and it's the part of you that answers to I, the I-ness. Then there's another part of you that is the uh, counterpart, the, the, the opposite, the equal opposite. And so it's this dichotomy that is having the conversation in your own mind. But you think it's just you. But it's it's components of you that make you you. And so there's a, a real part of you or the, the real you, and then there's the projected you. And so the projected you is called your person or your personality, and then the real you is called yourself, the self aspect. And so what happens is in Egypt, they learned, they, they, pro, they, they dealt with the mind so, so much that they understood this difference. Now, I'm not saying that they had um, a full 1,000% understanding and all this other kind of stuff, but they, they detected and understood this difference. And so the, the, the real you, the you-you, if understood properly, um, matured because it understood that, that only the projected you goes through all these different quote-unquote emotions, what we call emotions. So when you say, I am mad, you're actually wrong. You are not mad. Your person, <clears throat> your person is mad. The real you can't be mad because that's the part of you that does not have any um, matter or material, therefore has no energy to to be one way or the other. It's the person, it's the person of you or that side of you that is caught up, that is that is material that therefore has a property of energy and all the other kind of stuff that can be affected. And so once you separate these two as a, as a maturing adult, that's when you start to engage and interact with yourself and your community a lot better because words will not hurt you. And, and as, a ch- as children, we say sticking stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. So somebody could call you out your name and you can be as calm as ever because you realize that, your focal point is coming from the real you and not the person you. But we get so caught up in the person us and think that that's real, that we get harmed by words. We actually feel the impact of words and then we react physically. And so, and so this mastery is today is, is talked about and studied and, and, um, and what do you call it? Dialogue discussed under the guise of psychology today, but in, in Africa, it was under their quote-unquote spiritual system where they, where they, where they, where they dealt with this um, psychology of, of this, this differences and things like that. And so these are things we can learn from it and deal with and use today. And we can understand that these are necessary elements of us, the self and the person. It's a masculine and feminine dichotomy. The self is masculine. The person is feminine. And in order to be successful at any goal, 
yourself has to learn how to impregnate the person part of you when it's fertile. Just like a man, and this is an analogy, not, not literally, just like a man has the ability to produce sperm every day. Every 72 hours, a new sperm cell matures. And therefore, a man has access to, to ejaculate or produce sperm every day. Okay? A woman can only become pregnant at a narrow window every 30 days. Okay? During their monthly cycle. So, although a man and woman can have sex, they're not going to produce a child unless they have sex at that fertile time based on the woman. So this analogy, the self has to know the fertile time of the person to um, initiate an act in order to have a child called success or the goal. And so this is how this is how this is 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 um, you know conceptualized. And so in order to know these times and know how this stuff works and know what to do and, and even know that this exists. It had to be studied. And so this, this, so in Egypt, they had a preoccupation with the mind. They call it Ib. And we, and, we can, and, and we can see the reflection of this in the language where a lot of idioms involve the word Ib. So like, for example, the word for um, joy or happiness is called Awud Ib, which literally means stretched heart. The Ib being the heart and Awud meaning um, elongated or to stretch out. That's the idiom for happy. Uh, min ib. Min means to be stable. Ib meaning the heart, or it's a symbol of a heart, but it means the mind. So it means a stable mind. It means to focus. I mean, it means to, to um, calm and stabilize your mind. Wa ib. Wa meaning one. Ib is the mind. One-minded. It's an idiom for concentration, focus. When you focus on one thing, your mind is focused on one thing. That's called why if. And so these are things that show that the mind was 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 a, a big thing to them. And 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 that contributed to their genius and success uh, as a civilization. And so if we tap into that, we don't care about the pyramids, the the physical structures. We care about the genius and and that that mental science, what we can use to to deal with that. I what genius? They ain't had no genius. I need to see a source. They ain't doing. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to have a little double X moment. <laughs> oh yeah, nah, nah. They were definitely, they were definitely geniuses. They were definitely geniuses. Uh, matter of fact, they had a whole genre of text called the Sabait, which was wisdom text. Uh, that's that was geared to produce and lay the foundation for geniusness. Yeah, that's why I kind of asked uh, all of y'all to kind of give us some books that we could probably take a look at to, just to try to get more familiar, because I think that that's what X is kind of suffering from, because he's not familiar with a lot of the um, different things that uh, a lot of the African civilizations have done over the years. He just automatically assumes that they didn't do anything or that they're not doing anything because you don't know, like we're not taught this in school. Most of our parents are not instilling this stuff in us. And then when you become an adult, it's not beneficial to learn this stuff still because it's not going to get you a job. So we just go around thinking that, you know, Africa is nothing or Africa doesn't have anything or nothing that we uh, need to pay attention to, which is why, you know, 
I thought that was a good segue to kind of interject myself in the conversation and be like, hey, you know, what are some books that where we can get a little bit more familiar? No, so we don't make that mistake of just assuming that, oh, they didn't do anything or, hey, that's not chemistry. They didn't know the periodic table. You know, yeah. that's why I had to cut them real quick and be like, hey, you may not remember how this conversation started, but I remember it started off with us talking about science. Uh, said something along the lines of, uh, you know, the Africans, they were smart or whatever. They, they knew science or whatever. And then, of course, X disagreed. And then I think Unc gave an example and then X was like, oh, give us a source. And then that's when Sean cut in and went off on X and I'm just sitting back laughing and then boom, Unc gives us the source showing us, hey, that they were doing, they were making dye. They uh, were making, of course, the pyramids, of course, medicine. Um, I think it was a couple of other things too. I can't remember all of them. Um, and then I was like, okay, hey, like, there, there's the truth. Mm -hmm. Like I already knew that they did a lot of things in science, but I didn't know the specifics of it because just don't be paying attention to um, all the details in that regard. But that still wasn't good enough. That still wasn't good enough. So right. I wanted to interject and read something. I had to wait a whole fucking hour to read this one small paragraph because X don't went off and then he moved the goalpost and said that instead of saying, oh, them niggas ain't doing chemistry like that, them niggas don't know when doing no chemistry. He went to move the goalpost. Now that he demonstrated, now that I demonstrated that they were doing chemistry, he moved the goalpost and said that, oh, they didn't know nothing about elements. They didn't know nothing about the periodic table. Well, see, the problem with that is, is a lot of, a lot of the conversations would be a lot better if, if there was a proper framing of the initial question or initial claim. And so that's why I try to clarify and say, is, is what you're asking me for, do you want me to, to say, you want me to answer if whether or not the Egyptians were aware of the elements that we have on our periodical table today? And, and I gave the example of hydrogen. I said, so you want me to, to let you know the Egyptian word for hydrogen or something? You know, and that's- Yeah, it has, it has boiled down to what happened to tonight because about a few weeks ago, X brought up the chemistry thing again after him and Unbiased failed and lost that argument. You know what I mean? Because what I did was, all I did was I just went to Wikipedia and I read the examples that Wikipedia gave for all the fields that included in uh, chemistry. And one of them was pharmaceuticals and I forgot what the other one was. And I'm like, yo, the Egyptians were doing this, but that wasn't good enough because I'm like, yo, like this is an example. These are considered fields within chemistry and they were doing this. They were, oh, that's what it was. They were fermenting beer. They were changing the, uh, the uh, compositions of the different things that they had. But, oh, they didn't understand the elements. Like, yo, like nobody fucking did, <laughs> you know, according to you, well, he when we got into this argument the second time, I said, hey, okay, well, pull up when this periodic table. So I said, okay, so nobody was doing chemistry before the periodic table? And he said, yes. So I said, hey, when was the periodic table completed? The dude that did it, he was around in the 1600s. I think the periodic table was completed like around the 1700s, 1800s, somewhere around that time. So I'm like, so everybody before this table was completed was not doing chemistry. 
that doesn't make sense. Nah, that's what I'm saying. You know, and you can't get anywhere with that. Um, you can't you can't get anywhere with that. And that's the problem. Even with the periodic table itself, um, that's why I started off by saying the Egyptians would not be aware of the word uh as we say element in that yeah. form element. That's why I said at the very beginning of the stream. I yeah. said, yo, you know, I said, I said, um, what was my exact words? I said, X, I said, you keep saying that, oh, what elements were they doing with elements, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, you got to realize that this is a completely different culture that we're not 100% familiar with. Two, they spoke a different fucking language. Third, they were so flipping far back in the past that they probably didn't even call it that. Like, we're calling elements based upon the educational system that we received over here it was the Europeans that kind of came up with all this stuff so far as what we call what and what we're defining what as. So if you're not familiar with that, like they may call it something else. And that's when Dr. Mayotte was in the chat was like, yeah, you know, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. And then I think either it was, was it Sean or was it Reggie that kind of expounded on it and pretty much confirmed what I was thinking. You know, I may not have had no source for it, it was just an assumption, but you know, that's just how I thought at the time about it. Yeah. So now this periodic table um issue, right? It it actually supports um and people may not be aware of this, but the periodic table of elements is a is a man, it is a critical thing. Um the way it's outlined and everything. So think about this. Now let me ask you this separate question. If if right now you were to travel to um, a distant planet, let's say another another solar system, and you land on the planet, and and as far as you know, the planet is abandoned. There's no life or nothing there, right? You just you're just exploring the planet like like it's like it looked like the moon, our moon, right? And you go there, and you look and you and you see a bunch of just random stuff and you just explore and taking samples of the soil and all this other kind of stuff then all of a sudden all of a sudden you come across this area where you see some rocks that are put into a pattern that spells your name okay uh time to get the fuck off this planet <laughs> Because some sci-fi horror shit is going to happen. It's time for us to go. So, so I mean, it, it may not be your name per se, but let's just say you see a pattern of rocks that are in a, a um, definitive geometric shape. And it says like CK the poet. And it's put out there like that. CK the poet. Now, the reason why you just reacted the way you reacted is just now is because your assumption, your first assumption is that something or somebody or some entity did that right some some kind of uh force entity being entity or whatever whatever uh uh did that you you would not think that that was just random and and coincidental that that was like that right i was pseudo yeah Okay, no, I'm saying your your first thoughts because uh, now I'm not I'm not saying yeah, that be your yeah, final. I, you. I was just joking. Your, yeah, your, it might not be your final thought, but that's gonna be some kind of initial thinking. You can be like, oh snap, who did this? Somebody, you you know, or you may think that somebody got there before you, some some other country, some other some other explorer got or there. Or it could you. be me in the future. <laughs> All right, now you get sci-fi. <laughs> okay, but hold up, but stick stick um stick to this, this scenario. Okay, so now now check this out. So now. 
Um, so now here you are. Now I'm switching up. So here you are. You're you're looking at the universe, right? You're not exploring it, but you're actually looking at the ingredients of the universe of things, matter, and you start to stumble across patterns in matter to where they form a definitive shape. Now, look at the periodic table of elements. If you were to look at the, the, the chart, the reason why they call it the periodical table of elements is because every so often the elements repeat. So they, so they have, they have intervals or of periods. That's what we call a periodical chart. So, and what, what what's actually repeating is the um, orbit of the electron, the electron shell. So on every element, the first orbit, the, that first, um, I'm talking about outside the nucleus, that first orbit can hold a maximum of two electrons. The sec, they call it shell. The second shell or orbit can hold up to eight electrons. And then the third shell can hold up to 18 and so on and so on. And then it repeats. But instead of it repeating exactly alike, it repeats um, in a bigger configuration of the number of protons and neutrons. So, so, so the atomic mass grows and it becomes a different element altogether. But the number of sh electrons in the shell, the shell pattern produced this, this re repetition of cycles or period, periodic table of chart uh, elements. And so what that's a testimony to is that some, and I don't want to give it a name or nothing, but some entity, some force, some something is, is at work here putting together this pattern. Now, when, the way I said that just now, it, it invokes some kind of external God or force who did it. But it could be nature or the elements itself organically or naturally puts itself in this um, position that we can observe. And so what the periodic table of elements does for us, it is a testimony to the order of existence, because what we're looking at is patterns, a definitive pattern and order in the universe. And this order and the fabric that keeps it in order on a cosmic level, remember I said there's an X axis to these deities and Y axis, on the Y axis, the cosmic level, this will be referred to as an aspect, and at least in Kemet is concerned, as um, Ma'at, that keeps this structural order. And so, and so it, when people bring up this periodic table and say the Egyptians didn't understand the, the element stuff, no, they didn't understand the, the specifics of these elements by name and all these different elements, stuff like that. But the, the underlying principles of these things, they, um, they had a, con a concept of, and, and, and it's revealed in the way that they put their myths together, which is what we, we were talking about earlier. That's why I mentioned Nun from, this, from the gate. Nun, Nun or Nun. And once he said that he wasn't quite sure what that was, that was pretty much the, the end of that conversation. And it just made him look worse when he was trying to force his own logic into it. And it's like, no, you just gave an example of what an element is. And he just told you that this deity or this uh, particular um, uh, force is called such and such. And this right. is what it does. 
So it's like, yo, it matches with what you were saying. So, hey, he just <laughs> he just proved his point. You just yeah. mad that he was able to do it. Yeah, it, it matches his definition uh, verbatim pretty much because uh, he said he read the definition. It's a primordial constituent of matter. And that's what new is. That's how new is defined. Even yeah, by and I can agree with that. I mean, I can't get down with no type of religions or belief systems because I'm an atheist, but I can understand that point and it makes sense to me. So I don't understand why or how he couldn't get that. I think he just didn't want to be wrong. Well, uh, yeah, because he, he committed, he, he, he put too much into his statement. And yeah, that's, that's why I kept saying, yo, X is okay. Like it's okay to be wrong. Like that's how we learn. And, and that's what I'm you saying. Can't learn by knowing everything because if you know everything, can't nobody teach you nothing. And if can't nobody teach you nothing, then you should be teaching us. But you're not Lord. teaching us Lord, because you don't know what Jaw was talking about. He does. And you're saying that he don't know what he's talking about. How do you? That's why I say, hey, how do you know that Jaw don't know what he's talking about? How do Web, you know that? Websites. You don't know what he's talking about. Web, websites. You know what I'm saying? So so people will pull up websites. And, and the problem with that is people will pull up websites and sources whatever source they pull up but they still don't have the skill set to determine if the source they're pulling up is right either so really they, they, yeah. that's a, that's a lot of will say oh i got common sense of a, of appealing to authority when you when you quote because it's not enough just to produce sources and people gotta understand that that's that's a step in the process but that's not the end game you people gotta vet and uh, and and be able to determine whether these sources are correct yeah as that's well. something i need to do better at Right, because I think y'all just all need to get together and do a class on that vetting sources and research methodology so we can all be on the same man. page and not make the same mistake. We've done that, man. Asar um, had a specific show about that. Yeah, I mean, as a matter of fact, he had a class, he had like a four week uh, ser class series doing that uh, with a textbook, with, with a, some book that he recommended people to buy, and he went through it and everything. So, yeah, because I was telling, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was telling um, True Story that like a book like um, We Came Before Columbus done by uh, Ivan Van Sertima, I hadn't read the book yet. Like the, a decent amount of the books I bought when I graduated college were pseudo. Like probably like, uh, I said a quarter of them. A quarter of the books I bought were pseudo and I only read like one of them because I had a gang of other books I bought and I had read them before I got to them. But thank goodness, I kind of ran into all of y'all last year, the beginning of last year, before I kind of read them because I was telling True Story that, yo, like they came before Columbus, I would have got duped by that book because the sources appear to be on point. You know, when you're reading the book, it doesn't appear to be that something's off about it when you're reading it. And it's sourced properly, it's worded properly, Yo, like everything appears to be on point when you read a book like that, you know, versus when you read something by Clyde Winters, which that was one, so no, I lie. It was two pseudos, two of the pseudo books that I read because I read one of Clyde Winters books and like partway into reading through it, I was like in chapter like two, I was like, hold up, I don't read this same fucking paragraph like three or four times. The same paragraph keeps coming up. Like there's no way that this is a typo. And then when I started looking at, you know, the little footnotes at the bottom, like he was the source for his information that he was presenting. And I'm like, that doesn't seem accurate. I said, I don't know if I can read this book because I'm like, you can't be the source for uh, the facts that you're presenting. That don't make sense. I mean, to me, it didn't make sense. But something like 
uh, Ivan Van Sertima's book, I would have got duped by something like that because his shit is sourced properly. He's not the source for his information. He's actually getting it from other people and he's wording it in a way to where it appears that it makes sense. But if you're not familiar with the people that he's using for his sources, you wouldn't know that, um, that yo, the sources that he was using, they were pseudo. <laughs> the sources that he was using, they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. They were making shit up. They were discredited during their time. You would never know that because no one has time to sit up here and vet every single source using a book. You'll hey, never get a chance to read the damn book if you do that. Now, check this out. The same exact thing happened with, um, I believe, Stolen Legacy, George G.M. James. Um, you haven't read that. When you, yeah, when you read it, um, the sources that he cites in certain sections, uh, you know, you, you, you got to vet, vet it out, trace them out, flesh it out. And you'll, you know, a lot of stuff when you talk about Egypt um, and things like that, they were from sources that were um, esoteric, Madame the Theosophical Society, and some of the people associated with her and that and those kind of organizations. And they were just completely just wrong, completely wrong. And so yeah. you got to um, understand that. But let me say this about, let me say this, I'm, 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 this last thing I'm going to say, because I really, really, I need, I need to go. Um, yeah, because we're on that eight hour mark now. <laughs> but this is a deep conversation. We had some um, interesting, and honestly, this shit wouldn't have been as long as it was if it wasn't for X interrupting people, cutting people nah, off, being rude and disrespectful, especially when Reggie was speaking. That, that really pissed me off because he waited patiently for so long. And then as soon as he started speaking, he got cut off. And I'm like, yeah. come on, man. If I can be patient for an hour and have to sit up here and remember what I wanted to say, and we ain't even on the same topic no fucking more, but I, I still wanted to say what I wanted to say from an hour ago. If I can wait that long, you can wait five or 10 minutes. Okay, so let me say this last thing before this thing kick us off um, about that periodic thing. And it is going to tie into the, the very beginning thing I was saying, where in Egypt, and like uh, many other African communities, they look at, at this quote unquote God uh, concept as creation itself. And so how that connects to the periodic table is um, like this. If you look at a compound or a molecule, right? Let's just take, um, uh, what's a good one? Salt. What's the, does it, do any of you all know the um, chemical uh, abbreviation for salt? For sodium well well whatever it is let's just let's just i don't i don't know about heart but let's just say it's um uh c c c oh na i think you're right somewhere around there but but like a compound so sodium sodium chloride or whatever let's just say so so now check this out so any of these compounds that we have names for like we call it table salt but it really has a scientific name and so on and so forth um, you can break it down into its constituent parts. And so every one of these molecules or compounds is made up of the same constituents. They're just arranged differently. So salt is made up of protons, neutrons, and electrons. It's just that the number of protons and electrons uh, and neutrons and then the, the, and then the um, orbit of the number of electrons is what, is what makes it distinct. But yet it is it consists of those three things. And so if you go down further subatomic um, and, and dive, you know, even to smaller, smaller parts, what you're going to find out is that 
everything material is made up of the same elements. It's just the arrangements of these elements that creates these, these differentiation states and these, these separate existences of, of things that we call things and material items in the world, tangible or not, you know, of, I mean, visible or not to the eye. And so this is the concept of, of this infinite, um, undifferentiated, uh, an eternal substance called nu or nun and they and they metaphorize it as water because water takes the shape of whatever container that is poured in and so this new can become anything because from it it is it is part and parcel of all things and it becomes all things through a process and so so this is the importance of understanding their conceptualization of all this stuff and how modern science, although they didn't have the same exact, um, you know, view as we do in modern science, but we can, on the principal underlying level, we can see some correlations with their inquiries in, you know, back in those days and, and see how they were on point with the, with the foundation of things, you know, maybe not in the details, you know, they, they didn't have like, you know, a chart with 102 elements and all this other kind of stuff. But they had the fundamental principles uh, solid, locked in solid. And so I just wanted to say that so people could understand the value of understanding that and today's science. Yeah. And so anybody saying that, that they didn't do uh, chemistry or understand elements, you I, I don't understand how you can perform chemistry without understanding the periodic table. That, that's what chemistry is all about is is the manipulation of of elements. And these uh, uh, atomic bonds and stuff to form molecules and 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 things and and how it switches from a chemical issue to a biological one because at the at the core of biology is chemistry. You know, uh, any biologist will tell you that. It's just that they're separate disciplines, but biology is 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 anchored into chemistry. You know, a lot of it. So, you know, um, yeah. proteins, and amino acids and That's stuff. pretty like much that. what X was doing. He was trying to make it seem like that we said that the Egyptians knew the periodic table and none of us said that. We just said that we can demonstrate. Well, let me rephrase that. It was Unk that said that he can demonstrate that they were doing chemistry. So, like the second time it was brought up again by X, just like how today on this stream, it was brought up, the chemistry thing was brought up by X again. Nobody brought that shit back up. He did all three times. So none, none of us ever said that. Unk just said, hey, we can demonstrate that they, they were doing chemistry. But none of us, Sean didn't say it, I didn't say it, just Unk brought it up. And then I agreed with Unk because what he showed as an example made sense. And we were just saying, hey, we can demonstrate they're doing chemistry because chemistry encompasses this and they were doing that. So yeah, we can agree that they were doing rudimentary basis of chemistry. It may not be to the level that what we were doing today, but they were still doing flipping chemistry. Right. Like, let them let them have it. I'm like, like, why, why? I'm like, yo, X, like, why is it a big deal? That they didn't have the periodic table. Why? Why is that a big deal? It's, it's, I don't understand it. It's like, because, that's why I'm starting to agree with the chat. Like there may be 
some personality issues going on and there may be some psychological issues going on that he needs to get checked out if the dictionary didn't say it it's not true (laughs) (laughs) but hey uh, i see a person asked me the question uh 96 91.6 percent west african uh he asking it am i saying is everything a variation of of hydrogen um not in that sense what i'm saying is that even hydrogen itself is made up of protons, electrons, and neutrons. So all of the elements on the, on the periodic chart are made up of the same fundamental three, electrons, protons, and neutrons. It's just that they're arrangements, which makes them distinct elements. So the only difference between oxygen and let's say carbon is the number of these three items and their arrangement. So the number of them and their arrangement forms repetitive patterns. And that's why we, we, you know, we have the periodic table or the chart itself. And these are the components of all matter, all material things, Mm -hmm. which shows a pattern. So at the core of all material things is a structure is order, you know, um, now it'd be pseudo to say some, some, some external being, is responsible for it, that's taking it too far. And that's what the Abrahamists do. But what a lot of Africans do is that they don't say that. They say that, that, that creation itself is God. God and creation are one and the same. You know, it's one and the same. There's an infinite, eternal, and uh, undifferentiated blah like i can't even put a word to it but it's a blah and and it's from that substance i don't know what to call it else to call it uh, out of that comes every everything and in egypt that's called nu or nun this watery analogous to water because water is not tangible. You try to grab it, then it goes through your fingers. If you pour it in a glass, it takes the shape of a glass. You pour it in a bowl, it takes the shape of a bowl. Water is this elusive substance, and that's how they looked at new. And when water is completely 100% still, not moving, you can't tell it's water. It looks like a, a mirror. There's no movement. You don't even know it's there. And so a lot of these attributes and, and, and properties of water reminded them of these concepts that they were trying to get answers to, you know, so that's where all that stuff coming. So we can't sleep on Egypt. So, so people that try to, um, you know, toss Egypt to the side and say, oh, they were religious or they believed in magic. They didn't understand chemistry. They didn't understand the elements and, and jump to a conclusion so fast, but yet they themselves don't even know what new is, don't even know what Amun means and, and all these deities and don't even know, even even begin to try to learn anything, it's a waste of time. Yeah. I and mean, even I understood I that. That's why I was just like, I just let Sean talk when he went in that day. All right, this thing gonna cut off. I already know it. So I'm I'm gonna right. go out here, man. I was trying to see if anybody else had. A, yeah, um, Unky had passed the host to you. Oh, he did. Yeah, he passed it to you. So you'll be able to, you should be able to shut it down. But uh-huh. I know none of the panelists are still here anymore, but peace to the panelists. Peace well, to the chat. I don't know if he did it correctly. Despite the drama and all that, I'm pretty sure that everybody learned something. We had some moments where we were reading some science and learning about different things and everyone had 
a different point of view. Oh, he did. You know, pass it. I see it. Okay, I see it. I could stop it. All right, it's gonna stop on its own in a few minutes. So yeah, peace to the panel, man. Peace to the uh, uh, and CK. Y'all lasted because I'm. I'm. See, I, I've been. I've been missing for about a month and a half. Yeah. So uh, tonight was my, my uh, time. Yeah, you made it up tonight. Yeah, I, I made it all up. So y'all, y'all, y'all ain't gonna see me for another uh, another month. <laughs> so yeah, I, I done talked myself to death. I know I talked to other people, but hopefully people got uh, had some takeaways from some of the things I uh, I was saying and everybody else was saying. And trust me, listen, if any of y'all, number one, I don't claim to know everything. I don't want anybody to take my word for it just because I said something. So if you got any further questions or you even feel that I'm wrong about something, I embrace and welcome all of that. So, you know, hit me up, contact me, however, whenever you can. And we can go in on, on different subjects. I, I could elaborate or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm lo I look for like-minded people. And um, if I made a mistake, correct me. Or if you need something explained, then hey, that's all good. So um all these people had a takeaway from the conversation despite um how know, not to yeah. act. Yeah. And I'm not I'm just not used to it. That's why I just told, you know. Yeah. And I, I remember hopefully, that I'm hoping it's just a phase with him because I ain't gonna lie, if you would have caught me some years ago, I would have been cutting people off too. I wouldn't have been to his fucking level of disrespect. But I used to be the master at interjecting people when they were talking. Yeah, but the had, best thing I had to grow out of that. I had to grow up because that was just getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah, but the best thing is when you evaluate yourself, when you go back and listen to yourself, and you listen how crazy and immature you sound cutting everybody off, it's time yeah. for you to make that change. But I don't understand yeah, how he doesn't point. see that that's not okay. Like, that shit was so funny. The... um. I think it was the second time that the whole chemistry thing came up. And he wanted, he wanted Sean to stop talking so he could talk. So Sean was like, oh, so now you want to be heard. <laughs> I was like, man, you're such a hypocrite, man. Like, you can't cut everyone else off and talk over everyone else. It's a it's a know? level of... And of, then don't want people to do that to you. That's being a hypocrite. That's not being fair to other people. It's a level man, of. We was all cutting him off that night, man. We we didn't care. We were just fucking around with him, man. It's a it's a it's an issue of maturity. I mean, some people are 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 at certain levels, and you know we tolerate it, and everything. I mean, if we got time, um, my patience is a little short these days, and stuff. That's why I said, and and you know I'm a hundred. My patience is getting better as I get older. If you caught me years ago, man, I would have been cussed. I would have been cussed exiled. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, they say that um, it does. It, it gets it's seasoned, but but the thing is, is um, after a while, you you know, it's not about him. It's about everybody else. Like if 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 it was just a one on one inbox conversation, then it, you know it's neither here nor there. But but when yeah, other people kind of talk, I like I like X. So that's why I said, yo, X, we need to throw you at the abos, man. You need we need to let you handle the aboriginals, and that's what you all this combativeness that you're doing towards us, you need to do it to them because you got people like Chief Holiday saying that the Amaru people came up with Latin, the Europeans, they learned Latin from them. I was like, what? What is this shit? <laughs> where, where, where the source at for that? I want to see this. 
man. Yeah, I see somebody DOA says you still talking about the man. He's not here. Um, oh, yeah, he'll be okay. Yeah, we mentioned him. We ain't saying nothing bad. We ain't saying nothing that's not true. Yeah, yeah. It's just we just recapping the show, and and hopefully that um that's not a problem for people. We could we could we we should be allowed to recap the show, mm-hmm. even though people Don't are not here. Uncle's Unc Unc not here. You know, Unc, We could say Uncle saying some things. Uh, just now. Uh, oh, Sheffron said some things, and we, me and Sheffron was going, was uh, having a nice build. Uh, we can mention that, have it as a recap. So we're not like talking about uh, the brother per se, talking about just the nature of the conversations and everything like that. So um, hopefully well, that's not a problem. Well, we got 103 people watching. It's like 4.30 in the morning over on the East Coast. So that's good. Yeah. That's crazy, man. 103 still at this time. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm 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 um looking forward to anybody want to want to continue in any of these subjects because because a lot of different things come up and and what I don't like is it, I mean I see it all the time, but a lot of this stuff you can't talk about in this setting with with any real success or or progress, so I try to limit it to one thing, but some you know you, it's real hard to do that, and overall I don't really talk about this stuff unless people have gone through um, a beginner's level of of trying to learn the language or something or something that's real surface information or question because you know i can't tell somebody you know people swear up and down that the egyptians um like weighed the heart at death or something like that and i, I try to tell them listen that heart is the mind and it's just a basic thing that anybody would know if they learn a the language they would know that or they would know that um What's another thing that people like, for example, the word spell, magical spell and all this other kind of stuff. They'll know it's the same word for for utterance. The Egyptian language, if that was the case, the Egyptian language itself would be a big spell because it has the same word in it. Ro, which is a word for mouth. Rani Kemet is the name. Some people may pronounce it Roni Kemet. The word Ro or Ra means mouth. And then Ni is the preposition of and in Kemet, the, the mouth of Kemet. But it's a it's a. um like a figurative way of saying that which comes out of the mouth of the country, Kemet, which is the language, it's another word for language. Just like in Arabic and Hebrew, they call their language um, Lashan or, or Lasan, which is language. But that's a word for tongue. So it's, it's some organ of the mouth that's, that's always associated with some kind of speech or language. But it's the same word they translate as spell when it comes to the Book of the Dead. Oh, the spell of how to get this, that, and the third, you know? And we shouldn't be looking at it like that. Some spooky spell. Like the Egyptians really believe that um, people, dead people read books. You know what I'm saying? Or Egyptians believe that the pineal gland was the third eye. When, when they... <laughs> They they liquefied the brain and sucked it out of the nose. They 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 um pulled it out of the nose. So if the Egyptians really thought highly of the pineal gland and thought it was the third eye and and, and related to Horus or Ra, why would they um destroy the brain with with the pituitary and the pineal gland and everything with it? You know so. Just knowing the language and we seeing this stuff, you you can you 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 can tell the difference on a lot of the pseudo stuff. You just get rid of it immediately, just by understanding those few things. You know, 
Um, and it's a lot. Like, I, you know, it's late. I can't think of many right now, but it's a whole bunch of things. Just knowing the language, different words. And, and what I said earlier, see, the, the Egyptians did not have a periodic table of elements, but they understood that there's a connection between language and creation. And a lot of indigenous cultures make that correlation. Like the, the God of any particular culture, most of them create by way of the word or, or the speech or speaking things into existence. And even today, motivational speakers will say, hey, uh, develop your affirmation, develop your mantra. Every day you wake up, look in the mirror and say your affirmation, speak it into existence, speak it into existence. We get all that stuff from the, the nature of how words work. Words are elements, compositions of elements that come together, string together to form um, forms that are linked to concepts that form a third part of it, which is the form and the concept linked together. So you got the form, the concept, and the link. Those three things come together and it's called a sign. And people that walk around with the same sign in their psyche is called a speech community or a language. The only difference between English and let's say Spanish is that Spanish speakers are walking around with a different set of signs in their head from English speakers. Like I'm gonna give you a quick example. The word elephant. Um, you hear me say the word elephant. Uh, I can spell it or say it. So I say elephant. Now what that does in your mind, it should, it should attach itself to a concept of a large gray animal with a long snout, big ears, and it weighs tons or whatever. Now, in Swahili, um, I think in Swahili or Luo, the, the word for elephant is liech. Now, liech sounds nothing like the word elephant. So it's two different completely forms, but on the concept side, it's a it's identical. So what we call translation is to is to match the concept, but then to identify the two different forms. So we got elephant and we got liech, but both of them point to the same concept. So the, the Luo speaker has a different sign in their head from the English speaker, but we can we can communicate by conceptual matching. The word house in English conceptually matches the word casa to Spanish speakers. But casa sounds completely different from house. And so understanding this, there's a commonality. At the same time, there's a difference in form. And this is how existence works or how things come into existence. And so they understood that. Now we have technical terms for all this stuff today, like morphs, morphemes, lex lexemes, word, um, word forms, uh, phonemes, phones, and all these different things we can break it down, but they didn't deal with it like that, but they understood that there's, there's some kind of correlation with speech or communication and existence. And the deity that gave the communication in a structured ordered way to the Egyptians was Jehudi and it's called math. That's why they say math is the language of the universe. So there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a whole lot to, um, to understand. So we can't, we can't, we, Egyptians are not no, not any slouches. Don't let people, just because people are tired of, of Egyptian topic all the time, or a lot of people romanticize Egypt, don't let that 
deter the conversation from the real deal with Egypt. Egypt should be talked about, but in a more, in a better way. But people try to push Egypt to the side and say, oh, they were religious, they were spooky, they didn't know elements, they didn't know chemistry, uh, you know, can't downplay them like that. So when, when I hear that stuff, I, I speak up. That's why I came in. I was like, nah. Yeah, it's been going on way too long. No, I'm biased. Just be agreeing with him. Nah, it's not. It's not gonna happen. Cause Egypt was a very scientifically driven society. That's why they made so many advances. Yeah. They 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 had shortcomings. Can't forget about West Africa, and then we don't even know much about like what uh the southern part of Africa was doing. Yeah. That's why I said it so much that we don't know. You know, we only know the little bit that we do know from like if we watch a documentary or if we just happen to read something where they're talking about it. But well, one of the reasons is Egypt sticks out above all else is because they they were um mindful enough to document their science, their knowledge, and they invented writing and record everything, whereas other African communities didn't. And they relied on the oral method. And the oral method is 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 a less um what do you call it? What do you want to say? Um a less well, secure. What about, I was gonna ask, what about the uh, proto writing scripts that they found on the walls in various parts in Africa? Yeah, that's not writing though. Pic so it was just them scribbling? No, no, it's not scribbling. Um, but pictographic writing, pictorial writing is not writing. You you only you only get writing when when symbols represents the actual words in a particular language. So to convey um, ideological things and pictographic things is not writing. So, so like, for example, like if something was just like, you know, a gang of people around like a buffalo or something, that would be like pictorial. Yeah, that's not writing. So then. Okay, that's okay, okay. So, so like, for example, I can draw um, a circle. Yeah, I can understand like the drawings because like, I guess we would have to have more evidence to show that these scribbles, not just, you know, something that looks like a person, but just whatever is scribbled on the wall, we would have to be able to convey that that relates to some type of language or to, to mean something. Well, no, no. Beyond just describing a situation. Well, okay, so, so don't get me wrong now. Pictures can convey meaning. It's just that the meaning conveyed is... Um, is conveyed by the picture itself. It's not language, so it's not considered writing. So, for example, if I draw if I draw a picture of a phone, if I card a picture of a phone, then I'm conveying the phone, but it's not necessarily anchored to a word in my language. You see, what I'm saying so. So, writing you can't writing is 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 visual is the visual representation of that which is spoken. So if if there's no connection between the writing and some kind of meaningful unit in the in the spoken language, then it's not writing. That's not the definition of writing. That's yeah. why picto, pictographic um, pictographs and ideographs are not writing. Not until you get to the level of logographs. Logo logos meaning word. So when when objects and pictures start to represent words or meaningful units of a language, that's the beginning of writing. And Egyptians, Egyptians did that. So they, was there anyone else that was writing in Africa besides them? 
I mean, eventually, I guess. Um, uh, but but they but see they they it was out of necessity. The the Egyptians were were formulating a state apparatus, and they had to document inventory and things like that. So a lot of the early early writings was a result of are we still alive? Yeah. <laughs> um, was a result of commerce, you know, documenting um, um, items to trade, sell, store, and things like that, and so they were sedentary. They were, they were stable. They were along the river and stuff like that. Other pastoral communities roaming Africa, moving around and stuff like that. They may not have had a motivation to do that method. So they kept with the oral method, which is less secure. It relied on the um, elders, a hierarchy of elders in the, in the community to encode and decode uh, orally. Whereas in Kemet, they um, they had a more secure way of, of of dealing with information, passing information from one generation to the next, in writing. Mm. So that's so what kind of irritates me about with the um, Aboriginals is when they say, "Hey, you know, where is this written document in Africa saying that they sent our people from there to America?" And I'm like, you gotta realize that a lot of these African groups they didn't write shit down; they did stuff orally. And then they want to not, of course, not agree with the whole DNA thing because they think DNA is fake. Or why you ain't seeing nobody that's matching with you in Africa. And I'm like, it makes sense. Like, I'm like, do y'all use y'all brain? Like, just do a brief overlook of what was going on during that time. If they were snatching up whole villages, yo, we're all over here. And then don't forget, Africa had some genocides going on over there, too, as well, and a lot of war. You know, you could lose a lot of people off of that. And then don't forget that slavery still hasn't stopped over there. The Arabs are still over there snatching people up, man. I'm 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 convinced today, I'm convinced that even if you were to find a whole treasure trove of written documents explicitly saying that um it wouldn't be enough. Uh LaShonda and 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 Mike was taken from this place and shipped over to America, these abos would still reject it. So, cause I mean, if you, if you listen to, to the, the sum of all their arguments, they're not gonna, they're just gonna believe what they believe because, because for them to deny DNA the way that they do, there's, there's no hope. I mean, it's, they, they're just gonna deny anything that's gonna oppose their already made up view. So it's really just, it's really a waste of time. At this point now maybe it's something kind of sad because it's like yo we got so much against us here in america we already have to deal with racism we already have to deal with us not really making a whole lot of money you know not being as wealthy as some of the other uh groups here in america but then we're so divided we're divided on religion we're divided on um politics we're divided on just pure tribalism in general we're divided on uh, all of these different groups, you know, the Hebrews saying that, oh, we're not African, we're Hebrews. Got the damn Moors saying that we're flipping Moroccan or whatever. And then you got the, uh, forgetting the group, oh, of course, the Nation of Islam saying we're Asiatics. And then now the Aboriginals, oh, we're not none of that shit. We always been here in America. Well, like, come on, man. Y'all don't have no proof to back up what y'all saying. Y'all just making stuff up because you want to buy into this uh this um 
this ideology. And it's like, yo, it's okay. It's okay that we're from Africa. Like maybe if we all knew a little bit more about it and not just the negative part with slavery, but about the good stuff, you know, the advancements in science and technology, you know, the great empire, the great um, military uh, endeavors that we had going on there, maybe we'll have something to be proud of instead of trying to attach ourselves in the culture vulture, other people's culture. What what amazes me is that um, when they say that they that Aboriginals they were always here, then no proof for that. In essence, they're saying that human beings, Homo sapiens sapiens, has a polygenesis. They we have a genesis in multiple places, and we happen to come out as the same species and. And to be able to inter intermingle and have uh, children with each other, yeah, and and, and that's not a very they think, they say that oh you can be from more than one Indian tribe, but I'm like hold up how can y'all agree with that you can be from more than one Indian tribe, but you can't agree that you're probably mixed with Caucasian and African, because they did definitely bring Africans here, and yes there were definitely Europeans raping people here. Some people, yeah, we're having willing relationships with them too. But how do they? It's just like, that's why I'm like, yo, you can be both. It's okay. You can be from a Native American tribe and still be of African descent. There are people that are doing that today. Like, y'all are just trying to create some. It just seems like some new pseudo consciousness. That's what it looks like to me. Well, I mean, they 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 put up a wall, like. And on one hand, they put up a wall on, on a timeline. They only want to go back so far because every single human being who is alive to this very day can ultimately, timeline-wise, trace their lineage back to the continent of Africa. So it's just a matter of where you choose to cut it off at. So if you only want to go back so much time, you're like, all right, well, uh, I'm not African. So in their mind, that's one aspect. And two, they have to believe that the exact same species has a complete and distinct independent genesis. Whereas this creature called a Homo sapien sapien grew in Africa. And then, there's another, then there's another uh, a creature called a Homo sapien sapien that grew in America. And they happen to be identical or 99.9% alike and and can can uh, uh, reproduce among each other and the whole nine. Like what, yeah. what are the... Chief Holiday was on Dagger Squad's channel like about, I think it's been about a month ago. And I started asking him questions along that because Garfield wanted to take the conversation somewhere else. Me, nah, me, I try to get to the heart of the fucking matter. I'm starting to ask them, hey, are you human? And he kind of danced around it, but ended up saying, yeah, I'm human. I'm like, mm, I don't think you, I don't think you understand my question because at first I, I talked about the hominid species and he doesn't believe that those things exist. He thinks it's just one species and that's just the human. And all those other skeletons that they found, those are just human. You know, and he only wants to look at the what he calls craniology, which I'm like, hold up, isn't that like phrenology? Like, are y'all sure that's the right thing? <laughs> you know, which if you would have checked their channel from about, uh, I think it would have been the 5th of October, they had some science dudes come on their channel and destroy Lotus and and, uh, tie data because they had no idea. These, they were going up against people that didn't just have a working 
let me rephrase it. They didn't just have a basic knowledge of science like I do. I just have a basic understanding of it to where I know what we're talking about. I can touch on it a little bit, but I wouldn't be able to go into great detail. They were talking to people that had a working knowledge that actually worked in a fucking lab. And they were explaining the exact processes, what it does, how they came up with it, what was the old process, what's the new process that they're doing, and all that good stuff. And they were just outclassed. So, Nahisi, if you're still there, let me ask you this question, then I'm out. Um, what are the chances or how many, what is, what is the ratio of distinct creatures having a complete distinct genesis on the planet, but yet being uh, completely compatible and of the of the exact same species. What what are the uh, ratio to those those instances occurring? Uh, if if you know anything like that. Okay, I think Nahisi uh, stepped away, and I guess it's a sign for me. Yeah, to... we've been on there for a good little bit, man. But it was a good conversation, you know. Despite, like I said, despite the drama. You and Sheffron went into some stuff. You and me touched on some stuff. Hopefully, you know, people that have the patience to come back and watch this, that they get some good things out of it. Yeah, I don't know if people will sit through eight hours, but maybe they'll forward and, and scan through and, and listen. But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, you know, like I said, I, I've, I haven't been online, but I'm, I'm going to, like, just have little bits of discussions um, and some to- other topics I want to bring up. Which is a which address a lot of different things like like I I want to know from I want to have a discussion about what is spirit made of, like whatever people mean by spirit. I want to know what what is spirit actually made of. Like, tell me what. It seems like I, something that we made up, in my opinion. Just like the same thing with the belief in a um a deity. We came up with the concept. So it spirit. And specifically, it seems really a subjective word, in my opinion. It's like us using a slang term. You know what I mean? Like, we could use this slang term here on the East Coast, but that exact same slang term on the West Coast may not mean the same thing. And that's what I kind of look at it when it comes to spiritual, spirits, rather. Everybody has their own little definition of what it is. So I'm trying to get get a couple of those and then have a discussion because people, people operate based on this this thing called spirit people offer um prayers people ask for help from spirits people uh give sacrifices of food and flowers and drinks and things to spirits people trying to consult with spirits have conversations with spirits so i'm trying to have a conversation about what exactly is spirit made of what is it made of is it you know what is it made of exactly you know and so, oh, Ibibo, Ibibio says, uh, spirit by definition means no existing substance. Now, if that, yeah, yeah we could work with it. That's so vague. But see, if, if that's what spirit means, then how or why do people try to interact with something that is no existing substance? You see what I'm saying? So it's, it, it just calls for an interesting conversation. We need to flesh that stuff out based on based on different um, the definitions that will pop up in that discussion. Because you're right, it's an ambiguous term, it's a polarized term, but we can deal with a couple of definitions and then like go from there 
um, to to deal with it. Because there's a reason, like, because my interest in bringing it up is because there is a reality behind that word. I just don't think a lot of people bother to know it or or really deal with it. You know, it's its original sense deals with breath and wind. And so we got to know why, like, why is breath and wind associated with these concepts that people use it, use it for, you know? And, and there's a reason, so, but, you know, I'm going to have a discussion about it so people can understand. Because when we get to the bottom of, of, of ancestral veneration, ancestors are supposed to be spirits, and people um, venerate them. They, they um, build shrines to them, to commune with them, sacrifice to them, ask for their help, inter intervention in different things in their living life. And so if a spirit can affect something physical, then at some point there has to be a nexus from whatever medium it exists in and the physical world. Because in order to interact with something physical, you have to be physical. And that's just basic, you know, to have contact, to, to, to push a... Well, a, a, question a, then, based upon what you just said, mm -hmm. would gravity technically constitute as that? Because gravity really isn't physical per se, or at least the way that I would think of it. Because I could be wrong. Well, that's the thing. Gravity is is a is is a phenomenon that's studied in physics, which deals with the physical world, and so gravity is a property, and it does interact with phys with physical objects. Okay, I get you. So, so I was just thinking about it wrong. Yeah, so I'm saying if they want to say that that spirit is similar to gravity, then that that's part of we need to talk about it then. Because we don't we don't offer food to gravity. We don't so Yeah, we, don't, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to prove it because we can only demonstrate and um prove what's in the physical world. Yeah, but I'm saying so if anybody tries to make it uh comparable to gravity then that's probably that's all they could do because we don't nobody beseeches gravity nobody does a shrine to gravity nobody uh leaves food on the altar for gravity or anything like that and gravity uh -huh. is is more um interactive with our lives than the things that they do that stuff for so so we gotta you know flesh that stuff out um so yeah Anuk Sun Amun. Anuk Sun Amun. Is it a real name or just a movie? Or just for a movie? Uh see, I gotta see the glyphs. That's that's one thing you can't do is is with these um pronounceable spellings that that whatever. Uh I would have to see the glyphs to see if it's if it's an actual legitimate phrase or word. Yeah, but if I if I if I were to just guess and 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 um, speculate at what was trying to be said, if I look at that, Anuk means I, and then Son is um, brother, and then Amun would be a, a deity's name. So it's like saying I am brother Amun. So Anuk son, son Amun, I am brother Amun. 
or I could say Anuk uh, Senuk, Senek Amun. I am your brother Amun. That's a way of saying that. Or I could say Anuk um, Senech. And so on. I am her brother Amun. So if I had to guess, but but I, I wouldn't do that because I, I will not know. I have to see the glyphs. But, you know, that's what that looked like it's saying to me from just looking at what you typed out. Anuk son Amun. I am, I am the brother Amun. Oh, the mummy movie. No, 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 no. That, that was trying to um, pronounce one of the female names. Um, Anxenam. Oh, Anaximum. Yeah, Anxenam. Yeah. Anaximum. Anxenet or whatever. That, yeah, that's that, what it's called. Yeah, there's that's a... That's how it makes sense now. I was about to tell her, what are you talking about? The movie? The movie. Yeah, that's an actual... That's a legit... I ain't gonna lie, the movie was the shit, though, back in the day. Egyptian name, though. That's an actual legitimate Egyptian name. I think it's a sister... Sister of... Um, um, uh, what's the name? Uh, Tudunk Amen. In, in that family line. So, look at... um. Uh, Akhenaten's family or Tutankhamen around that era, era of time. Look at the women. And I think that's who they were trying to name their character after. Anxenamun. So, yeah, Google Anxenamun instead of not, not a nook. So try to, I don't know where you would find it, but, but try to um, look that up. And it, when you look it up, uh, I just did. Anksenamun is the daughter of Akhenaten. So I was correct. So she is the half um, sister of Tutankhamun. So I was correct there as well. So it's Anksenamun. So it's Anxi Niamun, not, not sin as in brother. All right. So, yeah, Ankh Sen Amun or Amun, aka Ankh Sen Aten, because they, they all change their name from Amun to Aten. So, hopefully, that helps. But right, I'm out, y'all, man. I'm going to say Shirim Hotel, but I appreciate the conversation. Uh, Nahisi, oh, you back yet? I went to go do some work. But yeah, peace once again. Peace. All right, so let me try to shut this down. So, all right, so I want to say peace to the, to the, to the family, and uh, hopefully I get in all these conversations. I'm not all for that noise, though. So, so when I when I get on, I'd rather deal with people that got a got a pen and pad in their hand and got some questions, and let's just have a good conversation as far as the, the chat, you know. But uh, I'm going to say peace, so I'll see y'all.